The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meat Hook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan favorite, gothic commentator, Storm. Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonna Summers. <laughs> now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers. You found another episode of The Big Scary Show! <laughs> The Haunt Convention season has officially begun, with HauntCon opening its doors after a long hiatus in Daytona Beach, Florida earlier this month. The Big Scary Show sent Drew Badger down there to talk to vendors and attendees to get their thoughts about the return of HauntCon as a freestanding event. He brings back some great interviews with vendors and staff and learned that HauntCon 2025 will be in Orlando next January, so start making your plans. Storm is ranting about haunted hotels in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim discusses a view from death row in Between the Corpses. Badger reads the latest in Deadline News. The Old Crone talks about focusing on your goals at Transworld. Dick Terhune returns with another Marketing Morning segment. Is there a gruesome giveaway winner for the month of February? Tune in to find out, and we're spending some rocking tunes to put you in the mood for Transworld. With Transworld literally a couple of weeks away, the Roundtable of Terror brings back its annual Transworld Survival Guide. We invite first-time attendees and vendors to join us, and pair them with some longtime veterans of the trade show to discuss what to expect. What shoes should you wear? How many black t-shirts should you pack? And who is actually bringing catalogs these days? If this is your first time attending the biggest trade show of the year, you do not want to miss this convention. All this and so much more. We hit the body, but you'll become an accomplice just by listening to The Big Scary Show. See you in St. Louis. Dr. Frankenstein found the secret of life, but he lost control. Now, in a screen thriller, Frankenstein's castle of freaks, his monstrous creations, fantastic creatures break free. See Rosanna Brazzi, Michael Dunn, Edmund Purdom, and international beauty Christiane Royce in Frankenstein's castle of freaks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
Transworld Halloween and Attraction Show has returned to its rightful place in March at the America Center in St. Louis. Join thousands of fellow haunters from all over the world on March 7th through 10th for the number one Halloween industry trade show on the planet. With amazing classes and workshops, biggest vendor floor anywhere, the after parties, the Oscars awards, and so much more. How can you possibly miss it? Don't forget the Christmas and interactive entertainment areas, too. Register today at HAAShow.com. That's HAAShow.com, and we'll meet you in St. Louis. This is Clint from the Halloween Shirt Company, and you are on the Big Scary Show. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We are live in Daytona Beach, Florida for HauntCon 2024. Finally back after a long hiatus, walking the floor, seeing all the cool stuff. Lots of spooky, scary props and masks and weapons and all kinds of cool stuff. Stopped out here at Murder Beach Productions because they had some really cool decaying pumpkins and some really cool masks and some static stuff talking to donnie here donnie how you doing man good how are you guys doing oh we're having a great time uh this is saturday how was friday friday i mean it was absolutely outstanding we couldn't ask for a better day just a lot of people coming in and looking or were they buying what was what was the overall reaction to a stuff? lot of a lot of people were buying yesterday believe it or not we were really shocked uh it's our first time at haunt con and uh, it went really good yesterday. Um, a lot of people bought a lot of big, of, like a lot of our big animations and stuff. So, tell us a little bit about some of this. I, I see these uh, these guys here that look like they're continuously vomiting into a 55 gallon dr- drum. You know, it, it, it's it's been used before, but this is kind of a unique twist on it. What what is this? Uh, yeah, so it's our version of uh, we call it our eco friendly uh, prop. So um, basically, we build it uh, at an affordable cost, um, and then you can customize the paint, customize the look. You can really customize it however you want to. Um, Pre orders on these guys are like three to four weeks at tops, um, and people are loving them. They're eating them up, and they are they are really kind of vile. You know, I, I see the one <laughs> over here, the black light. They're just continuously vomiting out stuff here and i like you say customized colors everything like that it, it, it's really disgusting how much water does something like that use um so this right here honestly you can put like a five gallon bucket inside the drum if you don't want to fill the drum up and uh it just runs all day it recycles the water oh, wow. yep until the water evaporates out huh? yeah that's basically <laughs> it until it evaporates out or you got to clean it because it smells bad so <laughs> well, that, that's all part of the atmosphere of the haunt right that is true that is true Tell us a little bit about these uh, jack-o'-lanterns over here. You know, everyone loves jack-o'-lanterns. They're kind of hot. They've been hot for several years now. These uh, these decayed ones, they're really cool. These are all foam? Yeah, so they're all foam-filled, um, and jack-o'-lanterns have just haven't went away. Like, they keep getting popular and popular. So it's we, um, Halloween symbol, the number one. I mean, one. Yeah, number one be. symbol, and people love them. Uh, we make them like that. We make them on staffs, and we make them, you know, where they light up or they can talk to you. It just... Make them any way you want them. So, for sure, like, anything you want with a jack-o'-lantern, we can do it. So. Now, you've got these really cool static props here, and, and this is part of your Hillbilly series? Yeah, so uh, that's Hillbilly Slim right there, um, and he's new for this year, along with uh, the slab of beef and the gut barrel. Uh, that doesn't so. look like beef. Right. Well, beef mean. doesn't wear jeans and boots, but, <laughs> but who am I to say, right? <laughs> But, yeah, so that's our whole collection right there, that collection. Uh, it's uh, $2,400, uh, and you can take it all home with you all day. 
Well, you can't take it home today because by the time you hear this, HauntCon will be over. But you will be at Transworld, I understand. Yep, so we're going to be attending Transworld this year and Fear Expo. Excellent. So we look forward to seeing you at those shows. For people who want to see catalogs of all this stuff, you've got some amazing masks here. You've got some great static props. You've got some cool weapons, some sides, or whatever these things are. They are sides, correct? Yeah, I think they're sides. Yeah. yeah. And some big, big mallets and some spike bats and some pirates over here. Everybody loves pirates. Where can people get more information with websites and social medias? Um, so for our social media, you can do MVP Beach. Uh, for our website, it's imaginationscostumes.com. And is that the name of the brick-and-mortar store you have? Yep. So our brick-and-mortar store is located at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's 31,000 square feet, and we're open year-round. Um, our website, everything we have in store is on the website. We ship around the world. We have a whole shipping department as well. Um, and we also have escape rooms inside the Halloween store oh, nice. as well. So you can make a whole day of it. Everybody I know in my area of western North Carolina goes to Myrtle Beach for vacations and everything. So have them check that out. What's the name of the store again? Uh, Imagination's Halloween Superstore. So once again, folks, check out the websites. If you don't see them here at HauntCon, you can see them at Transworld. Donnie, thanks so much for taking time to yes, speak sir. to us yes, here. Sir. At the Big Scary Show, my name is Drew Badger, and we are out here in Daytona Beach, Florida, having a good old time at HauntCon. We're out. Psycho Charger, Psycho Channel 13, Channel 13. with Uncle Pigors of Toxic Tunes on the Big Scary on Show. The big scary.
This is the cool ghoul signing off from Channel 13. <laughs> Hi, this is Clive from Rubber Johnny's FX in Ireland, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Broadcasting to you from the darkest regions of the Earth, this is A Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary... All right, so it's a big part of the convention season. We got a lot of coverage going on for shows. But you know, one thing that occurred to me is we'll hear about all the haunts and everything at the shows. We never hear about the haunts at hotels. And I mean actually literally haunted hotels. There's a lot of them out there. You go looking around, it's one of the most haunted things out there. And even in our industry, we don't see haunted hotel rooms as a scene too often. Or even as a, a, a whole theme. I think I've seen it done at maybe one uh, haunt over the years that uh, I've done tours and everything. But it's pretty interesting. But, you know, at these conventions, you'd think that they'd play it up a bit more because, you know, it's always a push. Everybody's always trying to get rooms at certain hotels and stuff, and that's just, you know, depending if there's a uh, breakfast or, you know, an evening reception uh, open bar or, you know, just close to the convention. But, you know, if these places were smart, they'd play up uh, all the haunted stories because every hotel has a haunted story. And, of course, if you have a good enough uh, convention season... You know, some of the hotel rooms probably, you know, got haunt stories after that for all kinds of other different reasons. I'd say, you know, the most haunted thing at these hotels is probably the elevators. You know, how many times have... If you've been to a haunt convention, you've probably been stuck in a hotel elevator at one point or another. Uh, one of the weirdest things going, too. And, you know, people lose their minds in them. But, yeah, absolutely. These hotels should be pointed up. They can probably get a premium and stuff and some of the suites and stuff. I've stayed at a place uh, down towards Atlantic City, which may have had the ghost of Al Capone around there. He had an apartment in one of the um, rooms above the one I stayed in. And that was a pretty neat, creepy hotel and stuff. So you'd think that, you know, you bring in a whole bunch of haunters, people are, you know, do this for a living, you might play that up a little bit more than they do now. So, you know, get out there. Go to the shows this year and you know try and find out the haunted stories of the hotel you're staying at until next time keep every minute scary tune in next episode for another haunt minute Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com.
Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows, theme parks, cosplay, and good old-fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you too will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We are live in Daytona Beach, Florida at HauntCon. We're having a grand old time checking out all the cool stuff. I'm walking between the aisles here and I see a giant shark trailing a body in its mouth, which is not something you see every day at a haunted convention, ironically enough. Come over here, see more shark stuff, more fisherman-related stuff. There's a lot of just really, really creepy stuff in this area right here. It is Dynamic Design International. It's a really, really cool company. A lot of great static props. I got Darren Perks here who makes a lot of this along with his son. Darren, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Oh, man, we're having a great time. It's Florida. It's February. It's 70 degrees outside. It's beautiful weather. I mean, you know, some, so many of us came from the frigid north and the very, you know, wintry weather out here. I mean, even if it was... You know, raining, good, it would still be better. Weekend. Yeah, this, is, this was a great weekend to come down here. But um, tell us a little bit about this. How did you, you know, get involved in all this? I mean, this is, this is a really cool theme with a lot of nautical stuff that a lot of haunts don't really capitalize on. Uh, as far as that, it's basically, well, everything for me started with Jaws. When I was, you can definitely tell. When I was nine, that pretty well hooked me. And that I got, see what you did there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, you sure. got me. And basically, that got me on my way to teaching myself how to do uh, makeup effects. And then I moved to L.A., did makeup effects for a long time, and then got into theme park stuff. Came back to Florida to do theme park. So are you working for a theme park now? I'm working for, I work for Universal Horror Nights. I've nice. done pieces for Galaxy's Edge for uh, Disney. SeaWorld, I do their haunt stuff. Any of the things out here today would somebody have seen at, Holly, at, a, at a Horror Nights in Orlando? No. no all this that's, is all your custom yeah. work? Or? And that's all custom for them every okay. year based on their IPs and their original houses, yeah. I notice you got, you know, a lot of, I, I'm not even sure what these are called, a lot of the face sculptures here. What, what are these pieces? Uh, they're resin, and it's basically just uh, like Gothic style. Like that, that would be Jacob Marley. And uh, just gargoyle type stuff. I see the jaws. I see the pirate. I yeah. see this pirate skulls. They're, they're like giant heads mounted on plaques, kind of. Right. And that's so. basically everything here is a plaque, resin plaques. Not many people do that. No, I rarely see this. There's a couple of companies out there that do similar, but nothing quite like this, which I think is a really, really great accentu- way to accentuate a lot of your haunts. Whether you have a nautical theme or not, it looks like you've got stuff for almost every occasion. There's what appears to be clowns, yeah. skulls, cool jack-o'-lanterns here. I, I love all of this. Thanks, and I like doing bronze patina because it gives it that extra class look, expensive look, you know. And it also takes you back. It's more vintage. It, it really does seem to work great. Now, tell us about this, uh, the coffin you've got here that looks like it's under an oak tree. It looks like you've unearthed a body that's been lying there for like 50 years or something. That is just 
I mean, I've come back again and again and stared at that thing. It is just absolutely uber-realistic. Yeah, it's 12 feet long, and it's basically a fiberglass shell that we just built, and we used the rigid foam on it as well. And then we covered it in more fiberglass, and we actually took real trees, embedded them, and then uh, Spanish moss from the the tree behind my house, which was actually, I think, started growing 10 years after the revolution. Oh, wow. I dated it, yeah. That, that is, again, it just looks like somebody had, like, pulled a, a log back and they found a coffin underneath it. Is that like a Bucky skeleton or a Harvey no, or something? That's uh, basically a resin uh, skull. We have molds on all kinds of skulls and stuff. We have a ton of molds. So the body's fiberglass, and he's attached to the coffin, which is wood. And then it's just basically real earth and everything you can find outside. So it's not even an entire skeleton. It's just the skull and then a mold of the body, it looks like. So what we did is we covered it so it looks like he was buried with a covering on him. And then his basic shape is underneath. So we didn't need detail for that. But you can tell it actually fools you. Yeah, it did. I would have thought it was a corpse skeleton that was just covered in dirt and branches and everything. And, you know, you've got these demon-looking things, these ghosts here. You've got a Krampus over here. You've you got to love all this stuff. It's just super cool. How much, how much of things like this do they get to see at Universal? Or does any of this go to Universal, or is this just stuff that goes out to different haunts or, or we do, customers? We sell to the stores at Universal, too. So we wholesale to them for the retail store. So all the plaques, a lot of the plaques here, well, almost everything here we sell there, too. Okay. Very nice. And you've got a little collection of skulls here, and you've got a little collection of uh, headstones and, and some other various cools. Really cool props here, like super realistic. It's really creepy, folks. And uh, I encourage you to check this out. For people wanting more information to maybe see these pictures, the, the shark dragging the body is just, because well, half a body, I should say, is just unbelievably cool. How can people get more information if you have a website with pictures or social medias or anything like that? How can people get more information? Mainly Facebook, just Darren Perks. This is my Facebook page or Instagram, Dynamic Design INTL. So Dynamic Design INTL. INTL on Instagram and Darren Perks on Facebook. Just this this is Darren really Perks cool. on Facebook, and when the disturbing stuff starts coming <laughs> up after a name Darren Perks, you'll know it's me. Do you uh, do custom orders for haunts yeah. as well as working for the theme parks? Yeah, everything. Basically Very nice. Everything. Anything anybody needs, we build from ground up. Sounds like a plan, Darren. I wish you nothing but success Thank out you, here. I'm glad you. Uh, Managed to come out here and, and display this. This is going to give me nightmares for a very long time because, you know, I saw Jaws when I was <clears throat> a young lad, and I did not go back in the water for a long time. And I live in a state that borders the uh, the Atlantic, too. So <laughs> That's probably why I'm so fixated on it, because it scared me, and I'm just like, I love sharks now because of it. Yeah. We all love that, them. I uh, think that's what, sorry, I think that's what got me into film basically and then from there theme because when i was a kid i did uh haunted houses in our garage so it was oh, nice. it had to be one or the other or both yeah so that's what happened my favorite sharks are the ones that are on the grill with a little butter a little lemon a little dill and that that's where they belong but anyway where we are belonging right now is at haunt con in daytona beach florida we're having a good time check out darren perks on facebook and all his cool stuff if you need some kind of really cool themed anything it looks like he can create almost anything especially if you got like a little fisherman or a little nautical thing going on it's really cool my name is drew badger for the big scary show we are out hey this is doug sheldon from HauntCon, and you're listening to the big scary show greetings mortals and others i'm dick terhune the voice from hell walk with me into the marketing morgue 
I love the smell of latex chemical fog and donuts in the morning. They don't just smell like victory. They smell like con season. And we are in the midst of it. I hope you are availing yourself of the opportunities throughout the country over the next few months to see the latest haunt products and services and to meet the greatest people on the planet, your fellow haunters. If a long drive or flight is part of your journey, here's a little something to pass the time that will pay off big time when we get to haunt season. It's a conversation you need to have with your business partners about the basic research you have to do to determine your marketing plan, summed up in two words, SWOT and PEST. SWOT, S-W-O-T, stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. PEST, P-E-S-T, stands for Political, Economic, Social, and Technology Factors. Spend that travel time talking with your brain trust about what your haunted attraction's strengths are. Do you have the only haunt in your market? If not, do you have the size and reputation that makes you stand out? Do you have popular original icon characters and actors who can handle the roles? Do you use a unique theme, backstory, or setting? Do you have an actor manager or a scenic designer who sets your production apart? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Small size, low traffic location, dependence on inexperienced volunteers, lack of resources. Is this your first year in business? By the way, any of these weaknesses can actually be turned into strengths. What opportunities exist in your market? Is there a lack of live professional haunt entertainment? Are there a number of high schools, colleges, and universities that you're dying to tap into? Is there an ethnic or demographic segment of the population that no one else is marketing to or that no one else is marketing to effectively? How about sponsorship opportunities in your market? What about threats? Is there a lot of competition in your market? And I don't mean just from other haunts. You're also competing with every new movie, game box, live concert, sporting event, website, TV show, in short, every other entertainment venue vying for your customers' attention and dollars in the month of October. And if you run an outdoor haunt, the weather is always a potential threat. And now, the pest factors. The pest factors are political, economic, social, and technology. What political factors affect your haunt? What is your relationship to town hall? Are the fire marshal, building inspector, police chief, and tax collector happy to take your calls? Is what you do considered an asset to the community or an annoyance? Do you rely on one or more of your local governmental offices or services like Parks and Rec, Police Fire and Ambulance? Economic. What do you consider a fair value for what you're presenting? And is your desired audience willing to pay that? What are they willing to pay for other entertainment venues in your market? How can you make what you charge more enticing without compromising quality and being able to stay in business? Social factors. Is your haunt considered a must-see, must-do event by your target audience? What are the demographics of your market? Who's buying tickets? Maybe more importantly, who's not buying tickets? And technology. We all, in one way or another, rely heavily on technology in what we do. Is yours a props and animatronics heavy show, or do you primarily rely on actors? 
What capacities do you have for lighting, sound, and special effects? How do local safety and building codes figure into that? Are you technologically up to speed from website to parking lot to ticket booth to front door to exit? And everything I've mentioned is just skimming the surface. Really sitting down and talking all this out with experts and colleagues that you trust, maybe some that you meet at the cons, will open up a wealth of marketing information and opportunities that otherwise might never have been known to you or never put together in such a way that you could benefit from them. I have worked with every single one of these SWAT and pest factors, and when you know how they apply to your haunt, they become powerful tools to grow your business. Hmm, <laughs> smells like victory. In future episodes, we'll rip further into the guts of haunt advertising and probe the most effective and creative ways you can market and promote your haunted attraction. Got a question? You can message me at Voice From Hell on Facebook. I'm Dick Terhune. Join me next time here in the Marketing Morgue, where there's always room for one more. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We are live in Daytona Beach, Florida, hanging out with all the cool kids here at HauntCon 2024. You know, I, I saw this booth here that's all shrouded in black. I saw black lights inside, walked inside, and was blown away. It's some beautiful 3D paint, some beautiful work here. It's artist Joshua Nicely, who does some set design work, works in woodworking and, and painting and all sorts of really cool stuff for haunts. He's out here promoting a lot of his stuff. Joshua, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. This is Saturday. How was Friday for you? Friday was pretty good, you know, it was a good opening night, got to talk to a lot of cool people, a lot of interests, so things are going pretty good. And it looks like you're out here doing some work, you're painting some stuff, a lot of greens, a lot of oranges and stuff. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a painter, I don't do any artwork like that, but how does one get such, you know, 3D stuff to pop like that? You put on a pair of 3D glasses and it just looks amazing, you know, I, I go to a lot of haunts and I see these 3D things and... Yeah, how, how does it work? You know, so that's a great question. Um, and I'll explain what I know of it. <laughs> I don't know how the glasses work, so I'm not going to lie to you about that. But I do know what they do. And what they do is they divide the color spectrum into levels. So red is going to be the closest to your face. Orange is a little bit further away. Yellow, green, blue, and so forth. It's up to the artist to put those into a picture using perspective and shadows to make it really pop out at you. Okay. So it, it, it's kind of a matter of painting layers, and Correct. then they just kind of, your, your brain kind of interprets it like that. Correct. With the glasses, it's, it's always going to set that spectrum at those different levels um, and divide up the colors to closer and to further away. Um, but a lot of different artists who work in this medium do it a lot of different ways. Um, my way is pretty specific. Uh, S Stuart Smith is another great master of it. He's got his thing that he, he does with the 3D. So the paint always does what it's going to do, but it's up to the artist to interpret how the viewer is going to see it through the glasses. Okay. Is it the black light that really activates and everything? <laughs> or if, if you didn't have black light on this, would it have the same effect even with glasses? It does, but not nearly as extreme. However, I, I get a lot of people trying to put the glasses up to their phone camera. It doesn't work that way, 
However, if you take a picture of any of the work while it's in the black light and you look at it with the glasses on your phone, it does work. So it's just a matter of adding that extra brightness to it that really makes it pop out with the glasses. I I have learned something today because I've never seen or known how this is done. Now, but this is not the only medium you work with. Correct. Um, I work in foam carving, uh, set design. I work in latex, sculpture, clay, oil painting, drawing, inking, pretty much everything but glass. So you... (laughs) And, and, and hopefully no haunts are out there working in glass. Correct. I, I would hope not. It's probably a short-lived career if they do. Uh, yeah, the, you try good luck getting insurance. Right. So, you, so you're basically out here, you're just showing off your talent here. And, and what has been the reaction of people who've walked in? I've seen a lot of people standing in the doorway, they put the glasses on, then you start hearing the oohs and ahs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because of the nature of my booth. It is, like you said at the beginning, kind of shrouded. Um, it's the it, yeah, it's it's mystery. So I get a lot of people kind of afraid to come in, but once I coax them in and I get the glasses on them, pretty much the reaction is, "Wow, I've never seen anything like this before." So, do you work with a lot of haunts, or are you trying to, you know, network through more haunts, get more business, and things like that for this year? I'm always trying to get more business. Um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be through the haunt. Uh, I do. I, I just did some work for um, Gilda's Club this year for cancer awareness. Um, do a lot of different things. I work for a specific haunt, The Haunt, um, in Wyoming, Michigan. Okay. Um, that's the Grand Rapids area for people. Great, to- yes, yes, that's a Grand Rapids area. It's one of the biggest haunts in Michigan. Um, actually run by the guy who, who has this whole convention going. Sure. Yeah, Doug Sheldon. Yeah. So basically, you're, you're not exclusive to him. I mean, if, a, if I was a haunt in Illinois or Michigan or, you know, anywhere in the country and I wanted to have you come out and, and maybe do my clown 3D maze or, or come out and do some kind of custom work, that's something that you would be up and available for. Absolutely. Uh, I love doing art. It is my passion and my career, and uh, there's never a shortage of need for money. <laughs> Everybody likes the money. So for people wanting more information about some of your work, maybe see your samples, maybe uh, find out your availability and check out some really really just you know this is this is breathtaking work here very space themed very alien-esque very you know let's just face it trippy psychedelic as well how can people get a get a hold of you websites social medias etc yeah so um i have a website which is joshua nisley nisley is spelled n-i-s-l-e-y theartist.com um, by that same name, you can find me on Instagram, which shows showcases a lot of my stuff. I have an Etsy site called Jofiel Studio. I, I've got it all up here on the front of this board. I don't know if you... Which translates great to radio, so... <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, there's plenty of ways to find me, but Joshua Nisley, N-I-S-L-E-Y, and you should come up with me with a Google search. So look for Joshua Nisley, theartist.com. Look for his Instagram page, see samples of his work, and I'm sure you are always for hire. Always for hire. Joshua, it's a pleasure to have you here speaking hey, to us here on The Big Scary Show. I wish you nothing but success with this. This stuff is fantastic, folks. You know, everybody loves the 3D clown mazes, right? You know, this, this is just another one of the uh, tremendous artists out there who could do stuff like this for your haunt. All you got to do is contact them. Once again, folks, my name is Drew Badger. We're out here at HauntCon Daytona Beach, Florida, hanging with all the cool and really kind of spooky and terrifying stuff like this. And we're out. 
Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com. Music by Midnight Syndicate. Hello everyone, this is Drew Badger and this is the Deadline News for episode 309. We're going to start off with a pair of updates from Transworld coming to St. Louis. Mark your calendars, the 2024 Chaos Safety Course is happening on Thursday, March 7th at 9.30 a.m. in room 121 at the America Center. Join us as we stress the importance of running a safe haunted attraction through a fire safety seminar. Also, join us for one of the most exciting events all weekend long. Celebrate the industry's best at the Oscars Industry Awards Show, ranging from home haunts to mega attractions to vendors and the coveted Lifetime Achievement Award. You do not want to miss this. The Oscars will take place on Saturday, March 9th at 5 p.m. in room 241 and is free for all Transworld attendees. Get more information and register today at haashow.com. We have this update from the East Coast Haunters Convention coming to the Philadelphia area. It is with great excitement that we announce that attendee registration is now open for the inaugural East Coast Haunters Convention with special early bird pricing through Monday, April 15th. East Coast Haunters Convention is open to the public and is dedicated to all things Halloween. This year will feature premier haunted house tours, networking events, evening parties, and a top-notch show floor. This fully interactive convention will give you a chance to celebrate Halloween in April. Be sure to check back as seminars are coming in early March. Get more information at eastcoasthauntersconvention.com happening April 23rd through the 26th. We have some more news from conventions. We have this from Fear Expo coming to Owensboro, Kentucky. We have an exciting announcement. The 2024 Fear Expo pre-show bus tour. We're thrilled to share that this year's Fear Expo pre-show bus tour is officially set to explore the amazing haunts of Indiana. Get ready to experience some of the most terrifying and mesmerizing haunted attractions in the region. Our tour will include visits to Evansville Nightmare Factory, Abattoir Haunted Attraction, Shattered Nightmares Haunted House, Necropolis Underground Haunted Attraction, and the Nightmare on Edgewood Haunted House. This adrenaline-packed tour is proudly sponsored by VFX Creates and the Halloween Shirt Company. Happening April 11th, grab your tickets now at ultimatehaunttour.com. We have this from the Hidden Screams Haunted Attraction in Lewistown, Pennsylvania. Who's coming out to pay us a visit during our Curse of the Leprechaun event March 15th and 16th from 6 to 9 p.m. This event will be different from our normal season Halloween event. It is a more interactive experience. Are you ready to experience the curse of the leprechaun? Only time will tell. 
Get your tickets and more information at hiddenscreams.com. We have a little paranormal news, this time from the Haunted America Conference coming to Alton, Illinois. The biggest and best and original ghost conference in America returns in 2024 for our spectacular summer event. New and returning speakers on ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal, and the unexplained, plus how-to workshops, ghost hunts, special events, haunted tours, and much more. Happening June 20th through the 23rd in Alton, Illinois, don't miss the supernatural event of the year. Get more information at ghostconference.net. There's some more haunt news, this time from the Insanity Haunted House in Peru, Illinois. Mark your calendars. March 23rd from 7 to 10 p.m., Insanity opens for their annual Rotten Egg Hunt. Search for eggs in the dark, twisted hallways while being hunted by demonic creatures. This is an event you don't want to miss. Find the golden egg and you could win big. Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash insanityhh. A little more convention news, this time with an update from Horror Hound Weekend coming to Cincinnati. We are extremely excited to announce Juliette Lewis. She needs no hype. She's the star of such iconic films as Natural Born Killers, From Dusk Till Dawn, Cape Fear, California, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and so many more. Plus some television series as Yellow Jackets, Welcome to Chippendales, Queer as Folk, The Connors, and we're thrilled to have her on our guest list to what is set to be one of the biggest Horror Hound Weekend events yet. Horror Hound Weekend returns to Cincinnati, Ohio, March 22nd through the 24th at the newly remodeled Sharonville Convention Center. It's fitting that this will be the largest Horror Hound Weekend event Cincinnati has ever seen, as we are also celebrating 15 years of Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. Visit HorrorHoundWeekend.com to order your tickets today. And finally, we have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Las Vegas. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress Rebecca Gayhart to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Las Vegas, happening March 15th through the 17th at the Plaza Hotel and Casino. Rebecca got her big break when Noxzema chose her to star in a series of TV commercials, earning her the moniker The Noxzema Girl. From there, she went on to star in her first TV series, Earth 2, and went on to film movies such as Scream 2, Urban Legend, Jawbreaker, Santa Slay, From Dusk Till Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter, and many more. She also starred in a handful of TV series such as 90210, Dead Like Me, Ugly Betty, Wasteland, etc., she is one of the original Scream Queens. Get tickets and more information at daysofthedead.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jody. You're listening to Big Scary Show. I'm from um, Spootique um, Screamscapes in Saginaw, Michigan. Radio Cult, Saturday Night Double Feature. 
on the Big Scary Show. Everybody, Drew Badger here. We're live in Daytona Beach, Florida at HauntCon, hanging outside the trade show floor here so I could get a few moments with this gentleman here. You know him, you love him. It's Johnny Bronto from Haunt Scene. If you've watched his series over the years, you know, he talks about an awful lot of really cool stuff, visits an awful lot of cool haunted attractions, and due to geography, he is, of course, here. He'd say he's, what, an hour away? Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in like the Disney Orlando area, so I'm about an hour 45 hour, away. Hour 45, right up I-4, the worst interstate in the country from what I hear. Traffic. <laughs> oh, sure, there wasn't. What'd you go, at 4 a.m.? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the only way to get here. <laughs> there you go. Johnny, uh, first impressions of uh, last night, which were for yesterday, the first day of HauntCon 2024. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I love the events. I love the spooky luau thing they did. It was oh, really cool. Was really cool. It was the very, very was. unique. I've never seen anything like that. The food was good. Uh, the day before, the bus tour was fun. I mean, we had, a, we had a really good time. Floor's awesome. Vendors seem pretty happy. So, yeah. And you're you're out here, what, gathering interviews, seeing things, videotaping, all that? I mean, I'm doing what I call schmoozing. I'm, <laughs> I'm networking, and I'm meeting people, lining up guests, and just getting content for my show, taking pictures. I'm also spending lots of money, more money than I thought I'd spend. But, you know, they got cool stuff here that you can't get anywhere else. Well, you, you, you're right. The checkbook and me are not going to be good friends at the end of the evening, I have a feeling. No, absolutely not. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I bought a couple shirts from a Halloween shirt company already. Bought some stuff from uh, Project Backfire and just, just stocking up. Yeah, you got to get your supplies now because the price always goes up right before Halloween, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got a little bit of time. There you go. 
So what is Haunt Scene for those who don't know? You have an upcoming season beginning in a, just like two months or so. Tell us what Haunt Scene is all about for those who may not know. So if you're not familiar with Haunt Scene, you go to hauntscene.com. We have a haunt directory. We, we focus mainly on haunted attractions, so we travel all over the country to do haunts. We're kind of like a travel show for haunts. We're not really reviewers, uh, but we're more like promoters. We just want to show people that... You know, these things are out there. I think one of the biggest barriers of the haunt industry is just people not knowing that they're there. Um, so we just want to create awareness that these awesome haunts exist and meet some new friends and support them. Do you do the walkthrough videos or do you do interviews with the owners and the actors and things like that? We do our live shows on Tuesdays on the Facebook Live and from April through through August. We do our haunt previews. We don't really do a lot of interview stuff like on site. But I will do like a live show to in an interview format that way. Uh, typically, when we travel, we gather short videos and pictures and things like that just to kind of show people a little teaser, a little taste of what a haunt would be like. Um, we've done a little bit of stuff with like longer form, like vlogs and stuff like that, but eh, it's not not really my bag. Yeah. Uh, where, if you can tell us, where are you planning to go this season? So this this is our tenth season which is nuts thank you we made it a decade not everybody does we are uh, our our plans this year is to go back up to the northeast to wrap that up i think once we get through new york and uh rhode island and a couple other states that we got to wrap up in the northeast we'll pretty much have everything east of the mississippi done congrats what's up oh i'm sorry hi i'm being uh i'm being sorry edit that out somebody walked up and asked me a question all right, so, uh, yeah, we're doing the Northeast. I'm also planning on going to the Texas Harness Convention in July because so I've never been to Texas. My long-term goal is hot. Yeah, well, <laughs> everything's, yeah. I've, I want to do one hot in every state. That's my, my long-term goal. Uh, and so far we've done over 120-something haunted attractions in 21 states, which is nuts considering where we started. But, uh, but yeah, I just love traveling, meeting new people, you know, um, expanding the haunt scene family and doing all things. Excellent. So we look forward to the new season. When does that start? Uh, should be in the first or second week of April. Uh, we'll, we're, we do three shows, three live shows a month, and we take a week off just so I don't get burned out. And uh, probably first or second week of April, we'll be back. And that will be at hauntscene.com, Facebook Live, yep. or other? Yep. Uh, we're probably still going to do the show on Facebook Live. We take the episodes after they're done, and we upload them to our YouTube channel. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Tuesday nights on our, on our Facebook, facebook.com slash hauntscene, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in, and we do, our, we do our fun live show. Excellent. Johnny, always a pleasure to see you, my yeah, friend. I, I look forward to hearing all the new stuff coming up for your 10th season. That is, again, that's just crazy, you know, and we're, we're about to hit our 12th, so I'm like, oh, but, but we, don't have, we don't have seasons, unfortunately. We're 52 weeks a year, but that's okay. Hey, look, it's somebody in a banana. That's pretty cool. Rather an appealing costume, you might say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when the. Yep. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) But we're here at HauntCon hanging out with all the cool kids like Johnny from Haunt Scene and everybody else here in beautiful, if not a bit cloudy, Daytona Beach, Florida. The surf is up and the spooks are inside. We're having a good time. Drew Badger here for the Big Scary Show. We're out. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. (laughs) 
And ladies and gentlemen, let's find out if you were listening carefully to the show last time, because it is time to see if we have a winner for the February gruesome giveaway sponsored by our very good friends at Screamline Studios. Screamlinestudios.com for all your cool Halloween needs. They will have a presence at Transworld, but if you can't go to Transworld, go visit Screamlinestudios.com. Now, this was a little unusual. We asked this question on the last show, and we almost had twice as many entries as normal. Maybe the question was super simple. We don't know. But we did pick a random entrant from all of the people that we had. I believe we have them on the line. Random entrant, what is your name? Where are you located? What's going on, guys? My name is Alex Warner, and I'm in the Chicagoland area. Alex Warner from, let's just say, Chicagoland. Yes. Very nice to talk to you. How much uh, snow you got up there right now? There's no snow, man. It's, right now we're getting to that spring weather. Right now it's probably around 53 degrees, and I'm not complaining, that's for sure. Oh, good gracious, for February. I, I, I'd expect you to be buried in it, but that's neither here nor <laughs> there. But uh, anyway, Alex Warner of Chicago, let's uh, see if you are indeed the winner. We, we do need to ask you a couple of quick legal questions. Uh, question number one. Did we contact you in any way, shape, or form other than to tell you when to call in? Nope, you guys did not. Okay, question number two. Did you coerce us or encourage us to pick your entry out of all the others? Nope, I'm just that lucky. You were indeed out of all the people. (laughs) We picked you, sir. So anyway, (laughs) let's see if I can remember the question. And it was probably one of the easier ones we've had in a while. um, Correct, yeah. the, The question was... What was the film that John LaFlamboy, our last roundtable guest, starred in alongside Robert Englund? The Mole Man of Belmont Avenue. And The Mole Man of Belmont Avenue is absolutely correct. You know, he, he had some great stories about the filming of that and some of the after effects. And, oh, my goodness, yeah, you have to go back incredible. and listen. To get Robert Englund in a movie, you can't, you know, you have to watch that. Yeah, that's that's something. And that movie's been out a while, and I'm assuming you can still get it on streaming services somewhere. Yeah, it's on YouTube, it's on Amazon, it's on Tubi, you know, all, all the basics. Excellent. Well, nice of you to give them a good plug. But once again, of course, of course. The, uh, the big news we have now is that Alex Warner of the Chicago area, you are indeed the February gruesome giveaway winner. Let's go, man. Let's go. Thank you so much, man. This is this is awesome. Congratulations. Uh, if you'll hold on the line, we'll get some shipping information from you. I'll ask you this. Do you work for a haunt? Do anything in the haunt industry? You're a big enthusiast? Do you do a yard display or anything like that? Definitely one day when I get my own place, I'm going to, you know, do the, do the yard. But no, I'm just a big enthusiast. Well, I hope that whatever Screamline Studios sends you, you will be able to use it in that yard display. Once again, folks, congratulations to Alex Warner of Chicago for being the February gruesome giveaway winner. Remember, folks, if you did not win, please continue to listen. There will be a brand new and very cool prize awaiting you in March for the March edition of the gruesome giveaway, which we could not do without our good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. Congratulations, Alex. Thanks again, Drew. I really appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Absolutely, Guy. We hope you enjoy it. And once again, folks, be listening for March for the next gruesome giveaway. 
Hello, this is David in Ypsilanti, Michigan with Haunt at the Roxbury, and you are listening to the one and only Big Scary Show. The Roundtable of Terror is very proudly sponsored by Haunt Pay. Whether it's time ticketing, virtual queue lines, or anything else related to online ticket sales, have Alex and his staff set you up at hauntpay.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as Transworld literally shows up on our radar just a couple of short weeks away, lots and lots of people are finalizing their plans, making sure their bus tickets and airline reservations and rental cars are good, their hotels are still there, and all the prop makers and vendors are just in full panic mode, no doubt, as they ready for the final couple of weeks to the biggest trade show of the year in St. Louis, Missouri. Everybody is excited about it, and usually when we talk to Jen or Rich or somebody from the show, every year they tell us this was the most attended show ever, and the numbers certainly seem to back that up. So we have no doubt that this year is probably going to be, again, a record-setting attendance. And what does that mean? It means that a lot of brand new people are going to be there, new vendors, new attendees. Some people may have not been in 20 years some people, this is their very first time. Transworld is a big, sometimes scary, sometimes difficult show to navigate, even though it is four days. A lot of people don't even get to see the entire thing, even if you're not at a booth or something like that. So every year for the past several, we have been putting on a Transworld survival guide. What does that mean? Well, you know, people who've never been to the show, they don't know what to expect. You know, we kind of put them out here with some people who've been with the show for many, many years, and uh, a lot of them have questions, and hopefully we can provide some answers. If you guys are attending for the first time, we certainly hope you'll listen to this and learn something, because that that's kind of what we try to do here on The Big Scary Show. So we got a full house tonight. We've even got some international people who are going to be attending for the first time as vendors. And we're just going to go right down the line and introduce everybody here before we get started. First of all, we have a very first-time attendee going to Transworld, coming down from the frozen wastelands of Ypsilanti, Michigan. We have David Jones, who is a home haunter who owns a home haunt called Haunt at the Roxbury. He was on our show last year talking about that during our charity haunt roundtable. David, we look forward to seeing you at Transworld for the first time. I look forward to being seen at Transworld. It's going to be a blast. Look forward to it. Uh, absolutely. I, I I almost want to stand at the door as you walk in and just watch the eyes get really big and like, holy crap. But uh, <laughs> it is good to talk to you again, sir. We want to also, as a first-time vendor, welcome to the show, Clive Turkington, who is, in all places, Belfast, Ireland, who is going to be making the jump across the pond to come and vend with rubber johnny's fx clive are you with us sir i am indeed hi guys pleased to meet you uh thank you for staying up probably very late 
where you are to come and talk to us. Although I know most haunters are a late night crowd, you know, but still, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We would also like to welcome our very own Wicked Wendy. You know, she has been at the show many times at the Big Scary Show booth, but she is vending with Wicked FX for the very first time at Transworld up in the Hamilton, Ohio, just outside Cincinnati area. Wendy, how are you? I'm doing really good. Really excited and kind of terrified. (laughs) (laughs) As you probably should be. I know you have vended Wicked FX at some smaller shows. This is the big boy, and, and, you know, we wish everybody luck. And, of course, we'd like to pair our new folks with some wily veterans who have been at this show for some of them many decades, but we want to bring in not only a veteran vendor, but a sponsor of the show from CFX Masks. We have Tabitha Barron and Josh Overturf. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hi, y'all. It's always a pleasure to be back. And we look forward to hearing some of your sage advice as well as some of the advice from some of our hosts including unfortunately somebody who has not been to trans world to my knowledge up in rhode island we have storm uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there somehow someday some well but uh mm-hmm. yep it, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll just broadcast tonight from the transportation hub of rhode island so but you, you know oh. i've done this uh, uh this uh roundtable so many times I, I probably could get through trans world without a problem because of all the information <laughs> over the years we've shared that, that is true you you have you have been with us since the beginning of doing this also somebody who has been to trans world i'm not sure how many years but we have meat hook jim you know what um first of all i'm about a mile and a half from wicked wendy as we speak <laughs> in hamilton ohio uh and uh Drew, I've just got to say, you've been talking about they've been veterans for decades. Josh and Tabitha are not that old. I didn't say they were. I just said CFX has been there a long, long time before Thank they you, were. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. But you do make an excellent point because, you know, 29's not old. So, you know, all that good stuff. Right. Josh, you're, you're a very young 29. <laughs> oh, I long for the days of 29 <laughs> to be 29 and it would be a dream to go to Transworld at 29 again. They do have excellent makeup artists there, but we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> also want to welcome... I bring the realistic masks. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to welcome John of the old crone out in Fayetteville, Arkansas, who has been to the show several times. How are you? I'm great. Um, I was counting on all my fingers and toes. I have been, this will be year eight my eighth Excellent. attendance of the trans world looking forward to seeing you come by and yeah. hanging out with us along with your uh shall we say companion that should the be wise man will fun. be joining me yes and and the table thank you yes and the um, table. <laughs> <laughs> my name is drew badger in charlotte north carolina i believe this will be my 15th year going um mostly with this show a couple of years with the previous show but like Storm says, you know, we've we've done this survival guide for quite a number of years, and I, I feel like we could probably run it, you know, just with that, just with us. But it is so nice to have some people who are first timers, and we want to kind of talk to those first timers. I want to I want to talk to the vendors first of all, kind of give them a uh, chance to plug what their products are, what they're going to be selling, so people can get an idea of what to expect when they come by their respective booths. 
Uh, let's talk to Clive first. Clive, you are with Rubber Johnny's FX. Uh, what is your booth number? And tell us a little bit about some of the products that you will be bringing and showing off to the uh, trans world community for the first time. Yeah, no problem. Our booth is uh, number 1233. And um, basically, we would specialize primarily in sort of weapons and tools, movie props. So we do everything from sort of clean tools and weapons, for example, axes, hammers, screwdrivers, uh, head shears, all sorts of things like that. And then we obviously add our own spin onto those and we would customize them. So we sort of do things from some people want just blood on them, but then we do sort of a rusting process. So we'll like weather them up to make them look old for sort of old scenes and haunts and stuff like that there. And then we also do the kind of over the top customization. So you're talking the full nine yards, blood, bandages, tape, teeth, hair, gore, just whatever, whatever comes out of the head at the time or whatever people ask for, you know, so there's going to be quite a variety there to see. What was the uh, reason that you decided to come across to the States, to St. Louis and, and vend at this show? Uh, well, obviously, as I said, um, we've been to the show twice before um, in a sort of attendee capacity, just having a look around to see uh, if it would be suitable for what we do. Um, and we actually had a booth uh, reserved and booked to do the year that um, COVID hit. So obviously the show was cancelled um, and we couldn't make it across there because of flights and whatnot. Um, so we went back again uh, two years ago in 2022 uh, just to have a look around and see if everything was back to normal. Uh, and then obviously last year the show had been moved to February instead of March, so it didn't really suit us to go that time. So we kind of figured that this year was the right year uh, as well as that. It coincides with it's our 10th anniversary of the business this year. So um, I suppose because we're online and we sell worldwide, I would say a very high percentage of our products and customized props would go to the U.S., so we obviously know that there's a market there for it um, and we have a lot of customers in the US already, you know, so we kind of decided to take the jump and go for it and see what happens. Excellent. Well, we, we certainly wish you well on that. Uh, Wendy, you know, we have uh, we have heard about Wicked FX for the better part of a year. I know you started vending at shows last year. Tell us a little bit about what you make. You make some very unusual props and you make them in unusual ways. So tell us a little bit about that and what booth you are located at. Well, we'll be in, we're kind of off in the boonies. We're at 2507. So you look for the Christmas lights and you'll find us. <laughs> um, we're offering a whole lot of, I kind of specialize in detail stuff. You know, you go in for some big stuff, but I have a whole lot of stuff to finish off your scenes, finish off your costumes. I'll have prosthetics. I do a lot of silicone uh, prosthetics. I have a lot of stuff to put on your walls to finish off your walls, a lot of vines. We also specialize in 3D printing. My uh, fiance and I have a 3D printing company and we're kind of taking the next step with props and really showcasing how you can take 3D printing and combine it with your prop making and really get a variety of props and really be able to 
uh, specialize your prop and I can detail it out any way you want. So you can get basically a custom prop at a, a little bit better price. So, and we also wholesale all of our small keychains and things like that for your merch rooms. And what was the decision to uh, hit Transworld as opposed to the smaller shows you had previously worked at? Well, we kind of looked at last year's kind of a soft opening and getting our feet wet on ordering, shipping. It's just a whole lot to to learn from, you know, just making stuff for different haunted houses. And we decided to take the plunge this year and and see how crazy it's going to get. So it's just it gets our product out in front of the people that I need it to be in front of and and people to, to start noticing us and seeing if, you know, how I can get my stuff for, you know, for before the masses. So I did a little prep with the other shows and I hope I don't pass out and faint. <laughs> Tabitha and Josh, CFX has been a, a fixture at Transworld for many, many years. What booth will you be at and um, what will you be bringing new to the table this year? And um, any sage advice you can give to the first timers that uh, that you have known over the past few years since you've been working with them? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, CFX, uh, we've been going to Transworld for, gosh, since 2006, Seven. 2007. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've been around the block for a little bit. Um, Josh and myself, we've been going for well over 10 years uh, plus each. 2007. Um, and so, yeah, so you can see uh, the CFX mask booth at booth 602. Uh, we obviously specialize in silicone masks and gloves, uh, guts, and pretty much everything else in between. Uh, when you see us at the show, we're going to be offering some uh, discounts on our masks and glove purchases. Uh, we will have our enormous mound of guts, of course. Uh, so make sure you come by and pick up your guts that you're going to need for any of your scenes, because those do sell like hotcakes. They are very popular. Um, but yeah, we are very excited to uh, bring over 23 plus new mask designs to the show this year. That's right, uh, 23 new designs, uh, over 300 masks for you to choose from on the show floor this year. Uh, we are also bringing the amazing Jordi Shell out to Transworld this year. He will be doing some live sculpting out in our booth. Um, and we are very excited to see what he creates for us at the show there. And advice for uh, new vendors. The number one thing that I've seen over the years is you take too many orders and mm -hmm. you can't complete those orders. Make sure you know what your capacity is. Don't oversell yourself. Don't, it's much better to come back the next year with a good reputation that you've completed all your orders than not even be invited back next year because you weren't able to complete everything that you took. We always uh, see probably usually in August and September, you you start hearing those on social media. Oh, I made this order at Transworld and it still hasn't gotten here. What's up? What's going on with that? And yep. I can't get a hold of the owner. You know, their their website hasn't been updated in weeks. And have I just lost all my money? That that That's a really good point I had not even considered. But yes, that's a, that's a staple in August and September. <laughs> You know. It's always good for you as a business, especially if it's your first time at a show, but most likely first, first time at Transworld, just to set a deadline for yourself. Know how many orders you anticipate to take, how many orders you anticipate to be able to fulfill in a certain amount of time frame. And if you're able to take a few last minute orders right before season, you know, that's maybe a boon on you. But yeah, you never want to be so excited and so caught up in the excitement that is Transworld because it is exciting that you 
oversell um, or overpromise what you're actually able to produce. Well, yeah. Very good advice. Go I've, got to, I've got to say, um, as regarding CFX, uh, back in 2011, I bought my Meat Hook Gym mask, which is a which is the original meat bag, and I had it specially done. I had had hair punched into it on a mustache and eyebrow, and I didn't get it right there, obviously, because they just had the displays. But they promised a date. The date was July, and they met that date without fail. It showed up exactly when they told me it would. So far, we have a perfect reputation. We have never missed an order. Wow, that's and, fantastic. And on top of that, my mask is still beautiful. <laughs> 13 years later, I still wear it every season. I was just looking at that, your, uh, your, your picture that you sent me the other day uh, when we were planning for this uh zoom call i was like oh look jim's yep. picture so i have to share that as a creature feature yeah. again pretty soon it's been a while love that whole character it's great thank you thank you and i guess i have to ask a little bit with uh clive does um international shipping is that uh, more difficult for you being in ireland and having so many clients in the states does that cause an additional issue no, with not, shipping not not really um okay. obviously at at it depends. There's different kinds of shipping we can use. Obviously, the the standard shipping method from here, you would be talking anywhere between usually seven to ten days, but say seven to fourteen days to be sure. But um, we would use DHL Express quite a lot, which isn't overly expensive. Um, certainly, for sending the like of an axe for sending one or two items it's not that expensive um obviously when you get into send selling more items you know you're kind of combining them so yeah you're probably talking maybe three days anywhere in the usa from ireland by dhl express and the cost not that bad okay excellent surprisingly so enough Surprisingly, I mean, uh, you, you're you're not building like the giant animatronics that involve you know hundreds yeah. of pounds of equipment and crating yeah. and things. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 glad to hear that. So we we certainly don't expect to hear anybody say anything about Rubber Johnny's order not showing up on time. Yeah, uh, Wendy, I guess I should ask you the same question um, because you like so many vendors, Transworld is their only show. But yet I know you vend at some of the smaller shows. And you and I have actually talked about some of the uh, other shows in the uh, Southeast that you might come vend at. Do do you have worries about a backlog and not being able to fill those orders? No, well, we've made plans for that. We've also are, um, I have put my daughters on standby as well. They'll be helping <laughs> me a lot. I'm blessed with having very artistic, creative daughters that are all over the country. But we we have a few other shows planned, but we have different products that we're going to be introducing for each show. So I have different product lines that I'll be taking. So each show will have something new. And as the shows get closer to Halloween, um, the it'll be our smaller items that they can cash and carry, they can take with them right then and there. So this is our big show for orders for our bigger stuff, for our customized props that we can do and, and accessories. So if you want okay. it customized to your costume, this is the show to get it. Okay, sounds like you're pacing yourself and and yes, show trying. specific items, which is which is a great idea for any vendor as well. That's a that's a nice piece of advice, you know. Don't sell everything at every show. So, well, yeah, let, let's wonder, turn our. I, I, I had a quick question, uh, you know, in this, um, you know, subject over the past couple of years uh, for our vendors. Uh, 
there's been a lot of concern with materials and you being able to get the supplies to create your products. How's that looking for you this year? Are, are you guys seeing any issues which might uh, create a short supply? So far, we're looking good on our end. Uh, silicone looks like it's back in good supply. Uh, prices are actually going down just slightly, not not enough, but just a little bit. And you know, we don't really do anything with latex or you know, we very little polyurethanes. Uh, other than some foams, and it, we haven't had any issues this year. Yeah, Clive, what about you? Uh, yeah, we 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 have no major issues going on at the moment. Um, the majority of our props would be uh, PU polyurethane, um, and then we do some of the masks there in latex. So we're not finding any major issues at the moment either. So. Okay. Yeah, Wendy, I, go ahead. Uh, we we're we're pretty good. I mean, a lot of my stuff is you know the three D filament and. That's there's so many companies making it right now. There's just a just an excess amount of it out there. And I'm very close to some suppliers around where I can actually drive and get some things. The only thing that's been in short supply is weirdly, we've had a lot of um like casting plasters have been harder to find. And I'm not doing a lot of that for this show, so it's not really a big deal. The only thing I've had to do is already made, all the molds for everything's made. So should be pretty good. Whether there's the supply is is out there this year. Let, let's uh let's step away from the vendors for just a moment and let's talk to our first time attendee david jones coming down from michigan david i know you've been listening to the vendors here and uh I, i'm sure you're excited and you're gonna jump all over these booths and just say i want that i want that i want that i want that but <laughs> um as a first timer are you planning on coming with a very large checkbook or are you going planning on you know buying out half of what you see for your home haunt or are you just going to see things and maybe think about things for later what what is your expectation what are you planning on doing when you walk into those doors at at 10:01 a.m. on Thursday and go oh my goodness look at this stuff <laughs> the answer to that question is yes <laughs> 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 but uh yeah I, honestly a little bit of all of the above um and and also you know it, it it's also an experience as well uh i don't want to remove that part of it um just getting the chance to see all the pageantry and see this stuff for the first time uh i've seen it plenty on video now i want to see it up close and personal uh so so yeah that is definitely and, and obviously i think one of the things that's really neat is seeing some of the things that are going to be premiered there. I, I like the idea of knowing you get an exclusive first look at some things that are not going to hit the market for a while. So all of that is exciting. And, and yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so David, we refer to this a lot of times as Haunters Disneyland. And it yes. is, it, you know, seeing it in real life does not compare at all to, you know, w watching the videos and stuff. So here's my little bit of advice to you for, for a first time person go through the show floor and enjoy it and look at it and everything else but if you're on a budget what you might want to do is just take a notepad and jot down the things that you're really interested in because you don't want to shoot your load on the first first aisle you know you you may spend your whole budget before you get you know even an eighth of a way through and then you're going to be kicking yourself. So I always recommend people to, and I do the same thing myself, is I jot down things that I'm interested in, and then I kind of evaluate it and look how it fits in my show, how it fits into my budget. And then I will go back through 
and do my purchases later. But that way, the first time you're there, you're just soaking it all in and just enjoying it and doing the, ooh, and oh, and this is awesome. And oh, I want this. If you're on a budget, you know, if you're a millionaire, hey, go for it. But <laughs> if you're on a budget, just make notes and pictures. Because sometimes if you don't make notes, you're like, oh, no, there was such and such I saw. Where was it? You'll never find it again. Trust me. That's very awesome. advice. And yeah, write down booth numbers because I can't tell you how many times people will be like, hey, I was looking for you guys and I can't find your booth. You know, where are you? So great advice. And, and believe that it or is, not, that's awesome. Taking, if, taking pictures, if you have to share it with your team, if you're trying to describe something later or, you know, for us, take pictures of the masks that you like. That way you can be like, hey, I was at Transworld and this is the mask I saw. I like this, but can you do this a little bit different? Um, we love when you take pictures of their booth because obviously that means you like something and you want to reference it later um always ask a vendor if it's okay to take photos some people are a little bit um iffy the first day or so um obviously they want to share some stuff but you know uh take pictures and plenty of notes that's awesome advice that's awesome thank you guys so much i will absolutely exercise that and i know that you actually vlog or vlog some stuff and are you planning on like doing a a walkthrough or anything like that because i see more and more every year at every show there are vloggers that show up and are just walking around with a handheld camera taking pictures of everything are you planning on doing that yeah it's funny you mentioned that because just what jonna says like whenever we do the smaller shows we try to get a foot walk and really make mental notes of, you know, Hey, we really want to dial in on this because obviously it's impossible to capture everything. Um, so we really try to get a walk through. So we're not just, you know, chickens with our heads cut off. So that actually plays into being safe with the wallet too, as well. You're really kind of pacing yourself and seeing what's there. So we always do a floor walk, try to get our bearings and see where things are. And we kind of have a plan of attack after that. So that's usually how we go about it. If you are going to do some vlogging or something, I, I would suggest you reach out to Jenna Rich and just tell them your intentions because, you know, I know Tabitha and Josh have no issues with you coming up and, and taking pictures of masks at CFX. But like they said, not everybody appreciates somebody walking past their booth holding a camera because invariably, probably in June, you're going to start seeing cheap Chinese knockoffs of some of the things that people see in March here. And, you know, we, we've done shows on copyright infringement and, you know, intellectual property theft and stuff like that. And, and we don't want anybody to be accusing anybody else of doing that. So, you know, if you are going to be walking around with a camera or a phone just kind of held like this and just kind of scanning and everything, and it, it would be good etiquette to at least ask, hey, may I take a picture of your booth? You know, I will be covering the show. I'm going to take a lot of pictures while I'm there. We'll post them up on our facebook and instagram pages but always hey may i take a picture of this prop may i take a picture of this prop for our website for our social media pages for our our media show here and nine times out of ten you won't have an issue somebody might say yeah i'd rather you not and i respect mm -hmm. their decision and i just walk away and and go somewhere else so you know the people that you do see walking around and interviewing folks a lot of them do have permission from the trans world staff to do that so you know you just don't want to have some some sort of security person coming up and saying excuse me what are you doing sir because unfortunately that does happen at this show and and other shows so definitely keep that in mind if you are planning on doing that um that's a great piece of advice 
but yeah Jen and Rich are really cool people so it, they shouldn't have any issue with it but it's always good just to give them a heads up but yeah usually no issues and I don't know if Clive or Wendy would like people coming up and taking pictures of their product so always ask beforehand and, and any vendor it's it's kind of iffy these days unfortunately in the days of theft and intellectual property stuff unfortunately but I do want to remind you, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. We are talking our Trans World Survival Guide with some brand new attendees and vendors and veterans and our regular co-host, our special guest, David Jones, Clive Turkington, Wendy Hubbard, Tabitha Barron, and Joshua Overturth, along with our regular co-hosts. We're going to take a very short break here to listen to this very important and new message from our very fine sponsor, HauntPay, and we'll be right back outstanding always there to help i've never had better customer service those are real quotes from real haunters who use haunt pay for their ticketing and payments haunt pay has support by phone email and chat until after midnight even on weekends during the haunt season they're there for you and your customers too haunt pay's support team helps with ticket changes lost tickets and they automatically fight disputes and fraud for you, so you can focus on the really scary stuff. If you're tired of waiting two days just to get an email back from your ticketing provider, give HauntPay a try at HauntPay.com. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror talking Trans World Survival Guide with our special guests vending all the way from Ireland, Clive Turkington with Rubber Johnny FX, Wendy Hubbard with Wicked FX, Tabitha and Josh from CFX Masks, and David Jones, first-time attendee. We we haven't told him about the hat he has to wear, have we? Well, we'll we might talk about that off the air. Our usual co-host, but uh, David, as a first-time attendee, I know you've got to have some questions for, for us, some other questions you've probably been thinking about listening to us in the first part of the conversation. Tell us something that... uh you might have on your mind concerning the show you know i i think the biggest one of the biggest concerns is and and i got some great advice from you guys as far as really kind of cataloging where you're at writing down boots that's going to be huge because one of my concerns is taking it all in um and not having not leaving with fomo like you know geez louise man i missed that so just taking it all in um because it it, it looks like it's a pretty um, intimidating floor plan. I have been going to this show for 15 years. I do not think I have seen every single booth at any particular year. I'm at my booth a lot, but like you said, there's just so much to take in. And I think everybody, once they walk in, they start heading to the dark zone and then they start kind of working their way towards the Christmas show. So when you first walk in, You'll, you'll see everybody kind of making that left-hand turn towards the dark zone. The dark zone's there all four days. You don't have to be fighting crowds to uh, to be one of the first people to ooh and ah at, at Poison Props and, and all the other companies that are in the dark zone. And, and where a lot of the normal spaces for, you know, regular vendors like Still Be Studios or CFX or some of the other products and companies out there. So, you know, if um, if it suits you, maybe walk all the way over to the Christmas show, which will be certainly a lot smaller crowds and just kind of work your way towards 
the dark zone. It's a it's a big building. They've done res- renovations. I do not know what it looks like now. I have a feeling it's going to be similar, but yet different. But um, I'm sure the uh, people vending, especially those in the 2000s and plus, like like we are and, and Wendy and others, would probably appreciate quite a few people coming over at the very beginning of the show and working their way over, especially on Thursday when the hardcore buyers are there. And then on Saturday, when all the people who have to work during the week show up, you know, those are, in my opinion, those are the two busiest days. Friday's busy, but the people who've been there Thursday have already seen it. And you're just starting to get the weekend people coming in on Friday. So when you walk in, you see everybody heading that way, that stuff will still be there. So you don't need to panic and and fear of missing out or, or whatever with all the stuff on the left-hand side head on out to the right side and and check those things out you might uh you might be able to get a longer one-on-one conversation with you know morris costumes or kirby farms or the big scary show just because the people haven't uh haven't made it out our way yet so give those my wife will love uh... hearing that (laughs) she'll jamie you said start on the christmas side first yeah (laughs) and if you leave the showroom floor If you leave for lunch or you leave to go to the restroom or whatever, take note of what aisle you were on so that when you come back in, you can pick up where you left off. So always pay attention to those aisle numbers. Got it. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So and and, and they kind of can be confusing at times because for those who've gone for many years, you kind of know where everything is. You know where the the costume people are, you know, the makeup people have like these two very large aisles almost in the center. And they're the ones putting on the demonstrations, doing the body paint. So if you, if you want makeup, you know, they're there. Although there are other makeup companies smattered around, um, you know, where the Christmas show is going to be, you know, where the immersive events and the escape rooms and the ax throwing people and, and the zombie hunts and all those kind of things are going to be. So, but you might not know what number and I have literally gone looking for our sponsors to talk about some things. And and I just, I they were right here. And then I walked away and I can't find them. And they're literally like one aisle over because I, I can't remember exactly where they are. But it can be frustrating not being able to find those people. So, so yes, good idea. And um, of course, don't bring uncomfortable shoes. You better bring your best walking shoes. You're, you, if you do steps, you're going to be putting 10, 15, maybe even 20,000 plus steps Thursday, Friday, Saturday on the show floor, especially if you're running around trying to remember where something is. You I'm know, not a young I've fellow, seen... so memory foam is, is huge. Memory oh, foam is huge for neither, <laughs> neither of the rest of the ghosts, I guess. But um, yeah. Every year and... it's amazing what, what you see some people wearing shoe-wise. Shoe and you're like, no, honey, uh-uh, you're going to die. Four-inch heels do not cut it at Transworld unless you're maybe sitting at a booth all day or you're a, you're a body paint model and you're just standing there. I don't know, but, you know, don't uh, don't go in there expecting to uh, not come out with a few blisters. All right, crossing pumps off the list. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bummed about that, but I'll cross them off the list. <laughs> there you go. Any uh any questions or any bits of advice from the hosts for especially those who've been there before? Food. Yeah. You've got to stay fueled. Um, whether you're vending, 
Um, if you're venting, you've got to keep something there to help keep the throat lubricated. So you're, because you're going to be talking all day. You would hate to lose your voice day one and be squeaky the rest of the trans world trying to sell something to someone. So keep, keep something liquid, water preferably, or something to help lubricate the voice. There are food vendors there. Um, I don't know. There's some new rules, Drew, about food. Um, I don't. I don't think it's new rules. I think they're just encouraging or strongly encouraging people to use the uh, catering services that they use. We we used to bring in sandwiches, crackers, chips, just for a little burst of energy, a couple of bottles of water in a cooler, uh-huh. and I'm going to assume that is still allowed as long as it you know you're not bringing in a full turkey dinner or anything, but uh. If you if you're able to pack a sandwich and bring a bag of chips so that by two o'clock you're you're starving, that way you don't have to go out of your out of your booth, especially if you're vending and you don't have a large crew with you, because lines at lunchtime at the uh, at the catering areas, the snack bars and all that can get pretty long, and time away from your booth is time where you're missing out on speaking to potential customers. And and I guess that also brings up the the point with, you know, have your team there and, and work it with shifts. I'll go on the floor and walk around from 10 to 11, and then I'll come back and you, you go walk around from 11 to 12 or, or something like that. You don't want to sit at your booth from 10 to 5, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You'll, you'll go nuts because you'll hear everybody else having a cool time and you'll, you'll want to know what that noise is three aisles over and you want to go check it out. So work with your, um, your partners and your business people and your, your teams. I was, was going to say, say can know. I charge a dollar every time someone asks where you are when you leave the booth and it's just me? Yes. <laughs> Nobody but, wants to talk to me. They all come up and say, where's Drew? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Take a dollar from those people. We'll donate it to Haunters Against Hate or Don't Be a Monster or something like that. That that might be a good charity thing right there. But, uh, and, and, and please tell me who's coming by next time because I don't know. But, they you know. assume I know. <laughs> Yeah, and in terms of in terms of food, um, it also goes to breakfast stuff in the morning. Um, a lot of people try to go to the Starbucks in the host hotel down there. It's always a nightmare to try to hit up that Starbucks. Um, I definitely recommend investing in the Keurigs that are usually in the. Uh, oops, sorry, uh, investing in the Keurigs that are usually in the hotel rooms or uh, the coffee downstairs that are free at the hotels. Um, we snuck a coffee maker in our booth last year. So we had coffee in our booth, um, it was just black coffee. But uh, yeah, breakfast stuff in the morning as well definitely um, can be tricky. So just setting, your up, setting yourself up for success in the morning, if you can do something in your hotel room is usually probably the best option. Um, and Drew and I think like Donna was saying, having snacks, in the booth as you bring it in in the morning with you probably isn't an issue um they just don't want people walking in with like boat full you know or like a tray full of food from other places um but there are wonderful places snarf sandwiches right across the street on washington fantastic place to get sandwiches you can order ahead and pick them up and that way they're there and ready for you absolutely and you know i'm staying at the drury which is now the pear tree in and they used to provide a full breakfast and it would be packed and you just load up and and that's usually enough food to keep you going for most of the day so if you're at a hotel that offers a free breakfast and and some of them have a charging charge for their breakfast but uh just uh look around 
don't uh, don't abuse the privilege. But I think if you can, I think bringing a sandwich to your booth is is not going to be frowned upon. Just don't be blatant about it and leave it sitting out there with the wrapper of some competition's sandwich company where everybody can see it. And um, I, I think there won't be too many issues that way. And, you know, there's drink machines around everywhere and there is water fountains. Bring your bottles and your bottled, bottled water and, and refills and and stuff like that. Like like Jonna said, stay hydrated. You don't want to lose your voice. You don't want to be hoarse the rest of the show if you blow it out on on Thursday, like she said. So I'm known to lose my voice on day two or three of Transworld because I'm talking to so many people. Uh, Drew has come by to try to talk to us at the CFX booth and I have to pawn him off into somebody else. Um, there are plenty of other little grocery stores around town too. So pick up your Gatorades, pick up your waters, uh, pick up any honey for any teas you guys yeah. might want to make um, and also throat lozenges and stuff like that. Uh, Wendy, I know you've been coming to the show quite a bit um any questions as a vendor specifically that you might have and that goes out for clive as well that maybe josh and tabitha can can answer for you where do i put my trailer after i unload it <laughs> that's been our biggest issue of trying to get some information on that it just load in and load out is is one of my biggest uh concerns right now uh, so yeah so we we've always had issues with uh, our vehicles and trailer. We used to come with a trailer. Now we have a box truck. So the box truck is actually a little bit easier to park. There's a parking lot. There's two different parking lots. There's one on the, the right-hand side of the convention center and one on the left-hand side. Uh, they're both pay to park. Uh, one of them is more secure than the other. Uh, the one on the left-hand side next to the Drury Inn and the Embassy Suites. Um, I guess it's now the, the Pear Tree Inn. That is the more secure one. We have had our vehicle broken into on the other part. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And I believe well, last year was the first year they had the street closed off for construction. But now it looks like that street that runs right along the backside with the uh, loading docks is permanently closed because they have built onto it. That may have been part of the renovations. So now getting in and out of that area, there's less area to go in to unload. And if you're just driving through past the Holiday Inn, you will no longer be able to drive straight out onto whatever road that is. You'll have to turn and take a couple of side streets to get to it. So that may cause an additional issue. If if you remember last year, how freaking annoying it was to get in and out of there. And I just have a vehicle and uh, it was tough, but uh, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be any easier from this from this moment on. Well, Wendy, on um, the Transworld's website, there are there is a, a list of information for parking for vendors. There's a parking lot that um, is right behind the embassy suites that they recommend um, that does take box trucks, trailers, vans, and the like. Um, if you can't find that, have Drew, you know, get me your information and I can see if I can link that to you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we've walked past that lot many times from the Drury. So, you know, it's that big one that's got all the big fencing around it. So, I'd... Yeah, it was a brand new fenced off for the first time last year. It's um, I think last year was the first year that Transworld and the team kind of worked with um, the St. Louis parking company um, who owns that lot to be like, hey, we need secure parking for our vendors and our people who are going to be here. So they have an attendant there. Um, they have fencing. And there is a fee. It's not that bad for depending on how long you're staying. Um, but yeah, it's on the Transworld website under parking. Um, if you can't find it, let me know. I'll, I'll see if I can shoot that over to you. 
I definitely I guess will. That, I guess that brings up another question for people who are not staying close to the hotel. Um, people who may have to stay at a hotel 5, 10, 15 minutes away or farther. Where are good parking spots for those who have to drive in? I mean, they can't all take Uber or Lyft, I'm assuming. Some of them will be needing to drive in. Where are parking decks in the area? I've always stayed at the hotel, so I've never had this issue. But I know that other people are going to be staying in neighboring towns even. So where do, where do they come in and park? Does anybody have an answer for that? Yeah, we've never had to deal with that as a vendor. Yeah. There is a big parking garage. Um, what is the Radisson called now? Hmm. It's got a new name or the Marriott. But is that the there is a big, yeah, there is a big um, parking garage there. Street parking, you're kind of taking a risk on not only, you know, the availability, but um, the security as well. So if you can find the parking garage, I would recommend that. And you should be able to go to the America Center website, and they should also have uh, maps and parking information for you. I mean, this isn't the first big thing they've posted there. So I'm sure they're prepared to be able to uh, show you where you can park. Great advice there. I guess we should talk about uh, some of the things that are going on after the trade show. There's parties, there's gatherings there's the city museum tour there is the the oscars john is very familiar with that there's the um state of the industry there's an awful lot of classes that you pay to take with chaos training and and other things but there's an awful lot of free type things you can go in no cost to go see the state here the state of the industry from the haunted attraction association it's very interesting to go in and sit down and do Again, most of the after-hours stuff, there's a charge for for costume balls and meetups and things. The Oscars are free to get into, and they usually have a cash bar and maybe light snacks. Um, take advantage of these events. It's not just the trade show floor, although that's the granddaddy and and the big thing people come for, but a lot of people come for business tracks and actor training tracks and prop making and there's free makeup seminars there's an awful lot of stuff you do not have to pay for while attending david and you know i know as, as a first-time person i don't know if you're taking any classes or if you're looking at, at going to the costume ball or anything like that but there are an awful lot of after hours things you can take advantage of some you'll pay for some you'll won't did you have an, an idea as to some of the after hour things you were looking at or were you just going to like go back to your hotel and go to sleep <laughs> well, you know, being the old man that I am, that's always tempting. But I honestly <laughs> am very interested in the Oscars, uh, especially since they started a home hunt. I don't know if they're going to continue that, but uh, I, I thought that was really cool um, that they started incorporating that into their award ceremony. Uh, so I, I've already had fashions on getting a chance to see that. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Jonna win last year. That, that, that must have been awesome. It was, it was definitely a moment I will never, ever forget. And what was the name on your trophy? No, I have to look. I don't remember. <laughs> so the, in case you don't know, there was a mix-up with the awards company. And whenever they went to print them, they grabbed the 2022 list instead of the 2023. So the awards they were actually handing us was for previous year's winners. Um, so we all got basically two because they were like, 
I was like, do you want it back? And they were like, we don't have nothing to do with it. Um, we don't need it. So I have it as a paperweight. I'll have to, but I never can remember what the name is on it. So I have the paperweight one and then I have the real one that came in the mail later. So it was just kind of a funny, <laughs> funny little incident that happened. And of course, for Clive, Wendy, Tabitha and Josh, you know, take advantage of these things as well. I'm, I'm sure Tabitha and Josh already have plans to go out to dinner and maybe go to the costume ball and things because they've been doing this for a long time. Wendy, I know you've gone and done things. Clive, there was an awful lot of after hours things. And I know with jet lag being what it is and, and just having a two man crew out at your booth, you might be tired, but uh, if you get a chance, go out and take advantage of some of this stuff. The uh, we always call it the Ren Bar because it was the Renaissance Hotel. <laughs> I do not know the name of the hotel now. The Marriott. The Marriott. The Marriott. Yeah. Everybody during the course of four the, four days at some point is going <laughs> to go over to the Ren Bar and and hang out and talk and listen and just hear amazing stories and meet brand new friends that will be your best friends for life and and all that cool stuff. So if you get the opportunity, head out to the Ren Bar. And, and if you call it the Ren Bar, people will think you're pretty cool and have been going for a long time too. So so remember okay. that. It's it's literally across the street from, from the America Center. And um, pretty much haunters shut that place down and uh, have a good time. But, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big part of trans rule that a lot of people don't talk about is the networking and the after hours event. Uh, when I first got started, I used to come as an attendee as a haunted house, you know, you know, I owned a haunted house before I worked for CFX and I'd come and buy props and stuff like that. And that's how I got to know everybody is I just hang out at the bar. Even if you're not a big drinker, being there and being in the presence, you'll see at the Marriott bar, it'll be, you'll have every Silicon mask company. We all kind of roll together on one night and get dinner. And then we all mob up on the, on the bar there. And so you'll be able to meet, you know, George and Andrew and Jared from Shattered and all of us will all be there. And that's that's a, an experience and even if you can only do it for one night make sure you do get out there and, and do some of that so and i got I a quick question for uh clive <clears throat> clive we've coming uh to the show in, uh from uh ireland internationally are you mm -hmm. just coming out for the show or are you uh doing any you know making any more of a trip to this you know is it just a few days to the show and back or or do you have a longer travel plan yeah well we're pretty much just coming to the show uh we're flying out two weeks today actually on the fourth uh and we're gonna stay for a week so we've obviously got a few days before the show starts but you know probably a day and a half two days are gonna be spent getting the booth set up and all that um and then we head home back home again to ireland on the monday evening so i guess if we get the booth all put away you know Sunday afternoon, we'll have a bit of time to, you know, go out and maybe do a bit of sightseeing, go for some dinner and get a bit of free time. And then also the same on Monday morning, you know, so, but no, unfortunately, we're not uh, flying off anywhere else to spend a bit of time in New Orleans or something like that. That would be nice. Yeah, well, at least at least it sounds like a good plan. And also, uh, do you have are like are there like any people you work with with Ireland haunts or other vendors who are giving you a shopping list and things to look out mm -hmm. for? They putting you on a mission when you come out to Trans World? Uh, not so much. There are a few people we speak to, and they'll always say to us, "Look, you know, keep an eye out for 
such and such, see if there's any masks of this kind or, you know, what's happening with this vendor or that vendor. But, uh, you know, pretty much the, the previous two times that we have attended, uh, we obviously taken loads of photos and videos and, you know, we talked to our friends and different haunts and that when we get back, you know, so we'll always be talking to people about what we've heard and seen and who we've met and everything like that. So. Well, hopefully you'll be able to get your booth set up by the fourth or early enough on the fifth or yeah, sixth even. So. so you can, uh, the, uh, the, the St. Louis arch is within walking distance. It's yeah. about eight or nine blocks. Yeah. Um, the blues hall of fame is only a couple of blocks away from the America center. That's a fantastic thing to go see. Um, there's great dinners, there's clubs, there's, there's a, a lot of things to do just in that area. You kind of gotta, you know, just do a little research and, and find some things out. There's a casino, you know, a couple of blocks away. There's a lot of stuff you can do rather than um, just sit up and say, okay, once we're set up now, what do we do? So hopefully you will get a chance to do some of that stuff because St. Louis is a, is a pretty interesting town. All, nonetheless, you know, and and there'll even be a haunt tour going on, I believe, on Friday or Saturday. I cannot remember right now. There's a charge for that, I know, but there is some very interesting stuff out there. So, um, any other questions from the host or advice they can dole out to our first timers or or I'm vice versa? To, I'm going to uh, any old crone, aka grandmother, to everybody. If you're consuming alcoholic beverages, no problem. Don't end up on Hunter's Hangout the next day passed out with a picture of you passed out in the bush. Moderation, you know. Um, if you're bringing a large team, talk to your team um, about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. They are representing not just you, but the haunt industry. St. Louis is very gracious to all of the attendees every year, and we don't want to um, ruin that for anybody. Make sure you pay attention to just some of the guidelines of conduct. Um, no costumes unless you are a vendor and you have, and that's what you're selling is costumes, things of that nature. So, you know, let's all be good boys and girls. Let's have a kick-ass time, okay? And things that may, something somebody may not remember is that they might get a little too excited and a little too overindulging and eight times out of ten you're wearing the name of your haunt on your black mm -hmm. t-shirt so if you're sitting over there vomiting in the corner of the Ren bar and everybody sees you're from Bob's scary trail in wherever that that looks bad on the ownership of Bob's scary trail especially if you're the owner but uh, but if you're one of the crew and you're just you know making a fool of yourself and and doing things that are not conducive to the spirit of Halloween, a lot of people are going to remember that. And they're going to say, oh, that 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 team did not uh, did not act appropriately. I don't know if I want to do business with them or, you know, maybe there's a uh, maybe there's deeper issues with with some of those people. There have been there have been, I believe, some arrests. There have been some very um, negative things that we will not talk about. Um, St. Louis does have its share of crime issues, and there have been some some things with convention goers versus the locals, let's say. And uh, you know, conduct yourselves appropriately. I'm I'm not going to grandfather you on all this, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's common sense. And 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 like was just said, eventually that stuff's going to get out there on the social media, and the internet is forever. 
in that same vein, um, if you've never been to the city before, or even if you have been to the city before, uh, you are in town for a giant convention. It's safety in numbers. Um, it's better to always be with a group of people. Um, even if you feel like you know the city, you never want to be anywhere by yourself. Um, it's just always better to be that way. And you know, that way you're always having a good time with your team. And if you are having too much of a good time, your team is there to help take care of you. So don't wander Absolutely. off. We're not at a rave. We don't want you wandering off. <laughs> oh, tr trust me, the city, the, the, the people who live in St. Louis do know that there's a convention in town. So yes, they do. Know, and they, that's they one of the best things about the haunt industry, too, is you can just join a group. As long as you got the uniform, jeans, and a black T-shirt, you'll be accepted into any group. It's just, oh, yep, you're our new friend. Welcome, networking. What do you make? Where do you haunt? Uh, one other quick question. Uh, every year we see, you know, on social media and the aftermath of all the shows is people asking, oh, I saw such and such a product. I can't remember who made it. And you'll get to like six different answers. There's, there's it, it never uh, works out. And you see a lot of vendors trying each year, sometimes different technology, QR codes, giving away stuff that they can. Um, do any of our vendors tonight, do, do you guys have a plan or something that's going to help you stand out uh, for when everybody's on their way home or get back to their workshop and, you know, need to add to their, uh, you know, other than an invoice, which is the best thing, uh, you know, if they need to go and order after a show or something, do you guys have uh, something that's going to help you stand out? Um, we we have a few really cool giveaways. We hopefully they'll be the last the first few days with our information on them, some little kit cards and make your own zombies and your own witches. And yeah, we have uh, plans to make sure that also that our booth has a lot of um, our name everywhere. So if they are videotaping or taking pictures, there's, hey, it's right there. If someone sees something that, oh, they'll go back and they'll take the picture of it. There's my information. And my 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 biggest thing is, you know, I, I, I found myself an IT guy. That's uh, what my, uh, fiance does so he makes sure that our website's up and we have all of our our little links and qr codes so hopefully we're pretty well set to get keep our name ingrained in people's uh brains when they leave and we're kind of known for our giveaways uh, we always give away little worms that have our website and all our information on it so if you're over looking at some masks uh, you'll probably end up leaving the booth with a worm and it's a very memorable little thing and so you go oh yeah the, the, the mask company that gave me the worm and if you look at the worm, the website will be right there on it. But we also the worms are made out of silicone too. So it's a tactile reminder of what you were looking at while you were at the booth. Too. Yeah, but we, we incorporate a lot of QR codes. Uh, we obviously have a very robust website where we do most of our sales and everything off of. So we just, it, yeah, branding is a big thing. We just try to put our name on everything. Um, as a vendor, if you have the ability to, um, you know, have people scan a QR code where they sign up for a newsletter when they visit your booth, that's a great way to capture that information and send out a newsletter blast thanking everybody who stopped by the booth for coming to see you at the show. And if they need anything, there's your information. Um, that's something that we've done before at CFX. Uh, obviously, we've been around for a while, so we have a pretty robust email list. So we also send out a blast beforehand. Um, but that's a great way, you know, hey, scan this QR code, proof that you've scanned it or followed us or liked us. Here's a freebie. And then you can follow up with them later. And Clive, other than your accent, which is definitely going to uh, be memorable for a lot of people, uh, anything that you got to help you stand out? Yeah, well, we obviously have all the QR code stuff and links to the website and everything. Um, we've also got some uh, full color 
flyers with some interesting stuff on there to hand out to whoever wants them. Um, and we're going to be giving away some sort of free merch, some pens, some key rings, some bottle openers, all logoed up, all that sort of thing. So obviously, you know, hopefully when people take their keys out of their pocket or, you know, look in the fridge or whatever, go to write something down, they'll see our name and remember us and hopefully look us up. Perfect. And also not to leave out our other guests, David, as a attendee, is there something that stands out to you at vendor booths uh, when you go around and see them? Um, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I One of the things I really enjoy seeing is booths that are, I, I guess, in a way, kind of, you know, specialized to show the atmosphere or whatever. I love when people create an atmosphere around their booths. Sometimes that's fun in itself, just seeing how people have put their booths together. Um, and I definitely think there's some magic in that. Sometimes that even induces buying sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I love seeing the different booths and how they set them up and, you know, whatever props they're using. That That's a lot of fun. You, you'll probably see, you'll probably have the opportunity to walk through a vortex tunnel. You'll probably have the opportunity to walk into a 3D painted room. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a company that you could walk in and literally be buried alive like you can at Erebus Haunted House. If you've gone through Erebus, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, th there will be quite a few of places where you can walk through and, and see all the different panels and vacuum form walls and, and things that different companies make. And then there's a boring booth like ours where we just have banners and say, hey, come listen to us. But, you know. Th hey, that's hey, not why hey. <laughs> we bring the personality we bring the fun come on come we, on we bring the we bring the fun that should be our new slogan <laughs> at least you have banners <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, hit the body and we bring the fun yeah uh, can't have fun with that it's just really yeah. important for first time vendors uh you want to make sure that people know who you are know where to find you and all that jazz so yeah signage is very important and of course maybe preview some of your stuff on social media you know i've been seeing some here's what to expect at our booth and they posted out on the facebooks and the instagrams and the tiktoks saying you know hey do you like this we're thinking of bringing it to trans world what do you think and then you know a lot of people are like yes or that's the coolest thing i've ever seen and yes bring it i'll bring my checkbook a lot of teasers you got a couple of weeks to tease your products you know you don't want to go overboard but you definitely want to uh drum up that interest hey and if you as an attendee if you have a business card if you have business cards bring those um because it's really great to be able to you know if someone you meet that you want to connect with swap cards with them um so that you can uh, meet up with them you know online later or, or something or if some of the booths will say you know drop in your business card for a free hat or um you know to get on our mailing list those those business cards are going to come in handy um so bring bring you a stack of those with you yeah just make up a contact card there are a lot of places that you can do it online and use you know just something in the background with your information stuff uh, that's always a big thing you know I, i'd have them for you know the podcast when i go to shows and stuff and uh you know my wife you know she'd go to me to these shows and i told her you need a contact card well I, I'm, I'm just an actor at the haunt and i i made up a little contact card for him we still got a couple of those sitting around but it it, it works and it's great and it's it's something that you know, is so easy and inexpensive to have, 
but when you don't have it, you really miss out. You, you go, oh, I wish I had taken the 20 minutes to do that and pick them up for 20 bucks. Looking at the clock, we need to probably start winding this down. So are there any final bits of advice, not just for our guests, but for Transworld new attendees in general, or any questions about things we may not have touched on? I, 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 would, I would mention, too, that a lot of... Um, a lot of people bring backpacks. A lot of people bring bags because there's an awful lot of booths that give away things just for visiting their booth. Maybe it's pens. Maybe it's candy. Maybe it's, you know, catalogs. And remember catalogs? There's still some companies out there that'll have a catalog. Um, everybody's using QR codes these days. But if you if you do take a catalog, please be somebody that might just be a buyer. You know, I, I have seen people bring their actors to haunts or from haunts to Transworld, and they just literally grab every business card from the booth. They're never going to use them. They're just grabbing stuff because it's free. There will be um, there will be people giving away a lot of stuff. So whether it's three by five cards or or others, so bring a backpack or bring something that you can carry because. There will be companies that are selling T-shirts and selling hats, and there are some cash and carry out there. And if you see a great deal and they may only have one size left or two, you might want to go ahead and, and hop on that one. And, and then you have it as opposed to coming back Sunday afternoon and they're all sold out. So keep that in mind as something you may want to uh, may want to do. So I always carry a backpack with me because I always have cards in it. I always collect cards from potential haunted house people that might need actor training because I, I do that on the side. And um, it's always been, I'm glad I had it as opposed to dang, I wish I'd brought it. So if you have your camera, make sure it's fully charged on your phone, fresh batteries. If you're using a camera, um, I have, I always buy an eight pack of batteries for my recorder and darn, if I don't run out, I'm usually on, numbers five and six by the time sunday runs around so i i use those a lot and and i guess the only last bit of advice i would say to anybody coming for the first time or turning people with the addition of the christmas show and the addition of the immersive you know entertainment area pace yourself you're not going to see it all in one day you're probably not going to see it all in two days maybe not even four days but take the time out and go to the Christmas event. You know, they, this is their third or fourth, fifth year, something like that. And it's kind of actually a very nice getaway from all these screaming and beeping and honking and chainsaw sounds and, and stuff from all the spooky stuff to walk in there and just be, you know, surrounded by really cool lights. There's still some spooky stuff and some Krampus stuff there, which is cool. But it is kind of relaxing to go over there and, and see all the 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 Santas and the elves and the, the giant Christmas decorations and everything. And that, that's kind of cool. You might walk down to the escape rooms. You might go into like a two-minute escape room or or maybe they'll be have somebody throwing axes this year. I don't know. I haven't seen the entire vendors list. And uh, don't forget the most important booth at the entire trade show floor the donut guy he makes i believe it's little orbits donuts or or some brand similar to that and he's making them all day long once you find out where he is you, you will find yourself going back three or four times because those are some 
damn tasty donuts. And I think there's also another guy that's going to be air frying some things, vegetables, potatoes, whatever, as, as some little snacks. He's kind of towards the back wall someplace. If you get a chance to uh, go visit that guy every now and then, he'll have a little quick little pick me up that you might want. But uh, don't miss the donut guy. Well, you, Drew, wait a second. Now, you, you got to remember the footlong corn dogs. Uh, I'm not the person to talk about the footlong corn dogs. You'll need to talk to <laughs> Ethan Curran about that. <laughs> that that has gone down into trans world legend. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, find I don't Ethan. know, maybe find maybe Ethan. Google trans world corn dogs. I don't no. know. Maybe more info. <laughs> As I said, there was a one year when that uh, Belgian waffle maker guy was literally right behind the CFX booth and it was Ooh. killing us the entire weekend in <laughs> smell and us having to go over there and just buy little Belgian waffles off of him. It was just like, we couldn't just take the free ones anymore. We're like, no, let us pay you. Um, but yeah, so enjoy, enjoy those snacks on the show floor. And there are people that give away drinks on the floor. I think there may be like an energy drink company. And I believe there was somebody giving away beer last year. I'm not sure how they got away with that, but uh, it was like for it's a couple St. of hours Lewis. in the afternoon. It, it is St. Louis, the home of certain beer companies, but uh, I, well, I, see, I don't remember. Drew, if I'd have known that, I would have made arrangements to come this year. Uh, I, I still have one pass available. I got next vacation year, coming up soon, so next year, sir, I will expect you at Transworld, and, I, and I'll and I'll let you know who that is. So, okay. but anyway, <laughs> is there anything else that we need to dole out? Anything we have forgotten, David? Any questions that have, that have gone unanswered at this point? Anything from Clive or Wendy? Anything? We're 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 here to help. Well, any of you guys that are new, feel free to come on by the CFX booth. Tabby and I will be there the entire show. Uh, we're happy to answer any questions or guide you guys to whatever you may need. Um, Tabby will just, she'll, she'll try to sell you a mask while you're at the booth. So just be prepared for that. But uh, come on by anyways. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, if you need anything, feel free to reach out. You do, you do need to bring that uh, medieval mask for Jonna. Tabby, she wrote it down on the list. It, it'll, it'll be there. <laughs> David, anything from you? What have we not covered? Um, I, I, no, you've got everything. And I definitely will be by CFX. I, I, my wife will probably be there making sure I don't get into trouble. because That's the place I can get in a lot of trouble. I like to facilitate trouble. So come on by anytime. Uh, Tabby will distract your wife. You and I can go. We'll take care of business. We'll tag team. I got you. Any uh, any questions from Clive or Wendy regarding vending or otherwise that have, that you still have on your mind? I guess uh, my my only question for Tabitha and Josh would be obviously coming as a first time vendor. Do they have any? Uh, can they give me any info or wise advice for taking orders? Um, obviously, I've no idea what to expect in terms of. Do you get the majority of your orders at the show? Do people contact you after the show once they've had to think about stuff? Um, you know, so things have kind of evolved over the years. And in, in the old days, you used to be able to kind of sit throughout the show and you would take random orders throughout the show. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you'd get swamped with all the orders. That's kind of changed these years. And the, the orders, you'll take those pretty consistently throughout the entire show. Again, Saturday is going to be a big day where you're just really slammed with them. 
but we do take a fair amount of orders after the show. Usually within about a week or two after the show, we're still taking a bunch of, you know, it, like Drew has said, the show is so big and overwhelming. Sometimes you forget, you're like, oh my God, I went and I talked to the guys at CFX. I looked at all their masks, but I didn't order any. And so they'll usually call a week or so later. And we have a plan in place on how long we extend our discounts and stuff like that. But yeah, be prepared that you could be taking orders for up to a month after the show as people are realizing like, oh, okay, yeah, I, who was that vendor? And does he have what I need? And it's up to you if you are having any kind of discount at the show, how long you want to extend that for afterwards. Or if it's this is what your price is regardless, you know, that's something that you can offer throughout the entire year or whatever is easiest for you to fulfill those orders. Um, like Josh was saying, we offer a discount on site at the show. Um, we try to honor that only on site at the show, but we do have some clients who reach out to us, like Josh said was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to actually place my order, even though we've talked about everything. And we'll usually work with them and we'll honor those discounts. So it's up to you how you want to facilitate those orders. Um, but yeah, there are going to be people who are very likely going to reach out to you a couple of months after the show and be like, oh my gosh, I found you. I've been looking for you. Can I get X, Y, and Z? And it's up to you to know if you can facilitate that or not. And obviously, yeah, you'll, you'll have a the international shipping and stuff like that, which shouldn't be a big deal for most things, but that will be a concern for a lot of the customers, yeah. right? And so be prepared to answer that question and have a plan just like, hey, this is how I'm gonna take care of you. It's not even a concern. And most people these days are, are pretty good about it. Being a first time vendor, you may get a little pushback on things, but you also have, a you're, you're well known. It's, it's yeah. people that know rubber, you know, we all know rubber Johnny's. So uh, you should be fine with that kind of stuff. But yeah, that, that would be the only thing I would be really concerned with is that you're going to get some pushback of like, oh, is this, you know, will I get it in time? Mm -hmm. And so as long as you have that in place, um, again, a big thing that I've, I've seen so many friends of mine have done the same thing where they go to Transworld and they're super successful and they're like, oh, I will figure a way out to make all these orders happen. And yeah, so that's a big thing. Just make sure that any promises you make at the show, you're able to fulfill. Yeah, absolutely. However, um, are you set up to take credit cards and how are you going to be yeah. doing payment? Yeah, we are. Yeah, obviously that was a concern we had because we didn't want, we, we deal in uh, sterling pounds over here in Northern Ireland. So we didn't want people having to pay us in pounds and convert it and then them not know what the price was. So no, we've set up a, we've set up a USD account. So we've got a card reader. So People can either pass by QR code or just pay by card and it'll be USD straight in. So there's no no conversion, no no issues there. It makes it easier for everybody. That'll do you good. People yeah. will like that. People at Transworld, uh, the, the faster you can make each transaction go, the better. Uh, pe yeah. People do not want to wait even 15, 20 minutes for you to process and do you know paperwork or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm assuming a lot of vendors are used to that too, because there are an awful lot of international buyers that come in from, you know, Japan, Europe, the Middle East, Far East, you know, it's such an international show. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of the vendors are used to using with dealing with other currencies. So, so hopefully they'll say, oh, you work in, you work in pounds, no problem. Oh, you're reading dollars, even better. There we go. Swipe and, and we're good. Should not be an issue. Any uh, other questions? Well, as I was we start ask winding Clive, this down. Yeah, so. how's Clive? How are you getting all your stuff into the show? Are you are you paying the union labor to move everything into your spot? Do you have to do it yourself? 
Um, well, no, we've actually been very lucky in that. Obviously, over the years of going to Transworld, we've met different people and made uh, many friends. So, um, one of the mask maker guys suggested a company who actually works out of um, St. Louis. So, um, I'm so you're, you're using George's guy. Uh, no, we're, we're not. Well, George is a good friend of mine, but no, mm. um, we were offered to use the guys, uh, Patrick from VFX. He was suggested oh, to us. He was suggested to us by Jim Brown from Evil Jays, who's a good friend. So, um, I just contacted Doug and Patrick and we had a chat with them. So we've basically just shipped our product to them. Awesome. Um, and then we've we've ordered some sort of grid wall and stuff like that for the booth. So we're either going to get a new van out there and pick it up from their warehouse or else they have suggested if they can fit it in, they'll maybe just bring it to the show for us and then we can unload it. So hopefully all that hassle has been sorted out thanks to the guys there, you know. Awesome. Yeah, the guys at CFX are really awesome. Um, so stoked to hear that they were able to help you out with that. And if you need yeah, anything, absolutely. Uh, well, absolutely. well, not that far either. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's always kind of a concern is the, the load in and load out process. Sometimes the union crew is a little hard on things, so they don't yeah. like anything with four wheels. You can only do two yeah. wheel dollies. Um, yeah. And then the, the load in bay is, it, it is a chaos <laughs> almost mm. the entire time. So those are just little things that I like to prepare for some vendors for is, yeah, load mm -hmm. in, just be prepared. It's going to probably take some time um, mm -hmm. and be prepared that they're going to throw some weird rules at you like, oh, hey, you can't push that in, even though the guy right next to you is doing the exact same thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Clive, are you doing any cash and carry? Are you hoping to leave with a lot less than what you ship over or <laughs> is it all yeah. display only? No, I ideally I'm hoping to come home with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get everything sold. Um, you know, doesn't make any sense for us to ship it all the way back here. So anything that we don't sell, uh, we'll we'll have to try and store it somewhere. Um, you know, there's a few people have offered us that we can store it with them. So um, you know, we'll get something sorted out if we're stuck, but hopefully we'll not need to. Excellent. Wendy, same thing. Are you going to be doing cash and carry as well? I'll have some. Um, that was my main, that was actually my question was going to be, what is with cash and carry and orders? Because I really had always thought that Transworld was mostly an order show. So I've kind of had kind of flipped into that where some of my other shows have been smaller cash and carry. So that's just a bit of a difference for me trying to get all of that squared away. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really is an order show. Um, when we go, we do try to sell the masks off the shelf as well, but we do take far more orders than we do cash and carry stuff. Uh, we usually do try to either, if we sell something off the shelf, we either have a replacement for it in a box to replace it right off the way so it doesn't look like there's anything missing, or we ask that customer, like, hey, can you pick it up on Sunday after the show and take it from there? Um, so be prepared that you can't, people will ask for cash and carry. And so if you want to sell out your booth uh, before you leave, feel free to do that, but be prepared also to take a lot of orders. And there'll probably be a lot of people there on Sunday saying, Hey, I, I bet you don't want to ship that back to Ireland. How about a little uh, discount here and we'll make it worth your while. So, you know, obviously that's up to you, but you know, there, there will probably be some bartering or some haggling over some prices 
especially for a first timer who, you know, doesn't have the reputation for either not haggling or does have the ability to haggle a bit. So that of I course was, is a personal, personal, personal opinion there. Yeah. And I will say as a vendor, this, as your first time there, it is your chance to set your, your reputation up among the industry. Um, you know, at CFX, we don't offer any, you know, you get your, your discount on Sunday. That discount is the same. If I have to pack it up into a truck and take it home, that's fine. I'll, I'll sell it by Halloween time. So that, that again, <laughs> vendors, that's up to you to kind of set your ground on, but that's how we do it. Any final words of advice, David, any final questions you may have Clive, Wendy, anything that, that we can pass along or any questions or advice from the hosts. I'm just looking forward. <laughs> Plain and simple. I'm excited. <laughs> well, David, we certainly hope you'll let, you'll visit all the booths that we've mentioned and are here tonight. So certainly go up and introduce yourself. Could be some uh, some nice friendships made over the years, and maybe some potential business customer relationships over the years. Maybe you'll be buying rubber johnny products or wicked fx products or even cfx for the next 10 years as as your haunt grows and expands and and does its charity haunt thing so take in mind what they've said and and all that good stuff and and bring a big checkbook i guess but (laughs) anyway we want to thank our very special guest for coming out and asking questions and doling out the advice we appreciate it and we hope that those who are listening tonight who may be attending for the first time have definitely uh learned something maybe they've changed some of the things they might pack maybe they're looking at some of the classes now or some of the after hours things as something they hadn't really thought of before and of course we want to see a a very large attendance at the state of the industry report and the oscars not to be too morbid, but the Big Scary Show has a large part in the Oscars when it comes to the in memorandum section. So we definitely like like honoring those those haunters who are not attending the show for that reason. So come out and show your support and tribute. But this is the part of the show that we like to call the plugs. Plug your booth, plug your websites, plug your social medias so that everybody knows where to go on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and of course, even Sunday. Check you guys out, see maybe some teaser pictures, and of course, hopefully rushing over to buy all your products. Wendy, let's start with you. Tell us how people can get more information about Wicked FX, what your booth number is, where are the social media pages and websites where people can see your product, get more information and look forward to purchasing some of your things. Well, I will be a little bit closer to the Christmas side. So it is 2507 will be the uh, booth number. You just kind of, kind of follow the lights and hopefully you'll find us. We have a Facebook page, which is wicked FX. It is W I K E D F X. There's no C in it. It was already taken, unfortunately. And you can find us at wickedfx.com. We have a nice website. We don't sell on Etsy or any of those other places. We strictly sell on our website. So you can find information on Facebook about us and it will link you to our website. You do not have Instagram or TikTok? Uh, We have, uh, we're working on those. (laughs) We have just been so busy uh, 
sculpting and painting and uh, my 3D modeling I've been learning. It's been a little bit crazy. We do have uh, a TikTok work at FX. We don't have a lot up right now, so I am working on that. And for those who can't make it to Transworld, have you confirmed in any other of the smaller shows for like the next few months? Um, we just sent our paperwork in for East Coast. We are going to be doing CreepyCon, uh, Scarefest, hopefully, uh, Midwest, of course. Uh, we will be at Fear Expo as well. So we, we have a few shows coming up. <laughs> we're going to be, this is my year. I'm diving head into it and we're, we're just going to chug along. <laughs> Well, we we wish you much success on that. Uh, Clive, tell us where people can get more information about Rubber Johnny's FX, an interesting name for some apparently very cool products. What is your booth? What are your websites and or social medias where people can get that information? Yeah, well, our booth number is 1233. And uh, you can check us out on our website, www.rubberjohnny's with a H J O H N N I E S Rubber Johnny's FX.com and our Facebook page is at Rubber Johnny's FX. Um, our Instagram we're currently having issues with because some nasty person hacked us. Um, mm. but hopefully we're gonna get it back in the next few days. It'll also be Rubber Johnny's FX. Um Instagram, TikTok, they're all the same names. So yeah, we're really looking forward to coming over to cele celebrate our 10th anniversary with you guys. So come check us out at Booth 1233 for sure. We look forward to meet you. I, I think you're going to be over somewhere near the makeup aisle. So, you know, everybody walks down that aisle at least once or twice. So, so look for Rubber Johnny's FX at Booth 1233 or 1233. That's easy to remember. Uh, Josh and Tabitha, CFX masks, you're a fixture. You usually stay in the very same area every year. Tell us what booth number that is for brand new people and, of course, all the social medias and websites for you guys. For sure. Yeah, we're at booth 602, uh, right across from our Brothers in Chaos, Midnight Mayhem for some costumes. Um, you can find us at cfxmasks.com. Uh, we're at Composite Effects on Facebook. We are CFX Masks on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, you can find us on YouTube and see all of our mask movement videos and some more behind the scenes stuff. Uh, CFX Unmasked on TikTok and, uh, or excuse me, on YouTube and on Twitter. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Uh, you can see all of our stuff at cfxmasks.com. Stop on by booth 602, pick up some silicone, some guts, and of course, a horny beanie. Can't forget the horny beanies this year. Uh, love the horny beanies. Are you selling guts by the pound? By the pound, absolutely. Um, and if you can't get your guts at this show, we are going to be at Fear Expo, so we'll be bringing some more guts there. Um, and at Texas Hunters Convention this summer, so don't forget to see us at those two shows as well. Very and nice. you guys mentioned it briefly earlier, but uh, you're having a special guest at uh, Trans World this year? We are. Uh, we are having Jordy Shell out at our booth uh, sculpting the entire show. So he'll be there Thursday through Sunday. Um, he'll be doing one, maybe two new sculpts, depending That's on how crazy too. he's getting. Um, he's a really fast and really uh, excited sculptor. So we're probably going to get two amazing sculpts out of him. We had Jordy out earlier or at the end of last year. And man, the guy is so fast. He knocked out three masks in the time that it normally takes sculptors to do, like just to block out the forms. So I'm gonna bring two, two sculpting armatures for him. 
Uh, he's going to be sculpting one special mask that you guys will hear about at the show. I'm not going to talk about a whole lot right now. It is kind of a special thing. Um, but then he will be sculpting another mask that we're going to be adding to our catalog while we're there. Awesome. We're, worth the price of admission just there. <laughs> he, he's a very nice guy. I met him recently, and uh, he's had a very interesting career and did stuff I didn't even know he was he was involved with. So very, yeah, very cool guy. He, he's got a very long resume of fantastic things that he's worked on. He's worked on one of my favorite movies that is so obscure. It's called Feast uh and we we had a good chat about that so yeah please feel free to come on by chat with us chat with him see some of the new sculpts that he's done for us that we'll have at the booth as well as see some of the stuff that he'll be working on for us i'm sure ed edmonds will probably come by and say hi as well so. absolutely <laughs> david tell us a little bit about your haunt we, we've talked about it before but um you're coming down you're hopefully going to buy some stuff that will enhance your charity haunt up in michigan Give it a plug. Tell us how we can get more information, what the charity does, and how people can get information about that. Absolutely. So the haunt is Haunt at the Roxbury, or the acronym HATER, uh, but Haunt at the Roxbury, where um, on all of your social medias, uh, we do a three days out of the year, we do a, a big charity haunt here in Ypsilanti, and we work with Hope Clinic. Uh, which uh, offers um, free medical and also free dental and vision and, and mental health uh, to under underprivileged families. They also have an amazing pantry that almost functions like an actual grocery store with basket. Uh, we collect non-perishables of uh, food and um, hygiene items for them uh, every year. Uh, last year, we were able to pull in uh, 3,105, uh, basically so over $3,000 worth of uh of uh donations last year so it was a really it was really even though our numbers were down we still had a really really good donation and we always want to push ourselves to do more uh, but that's what we do but we are on facebook under hunt at the roxbury we are also on instagram under roxbury underscore hunters uh we are also on youtube which we blog quite a bit uh we love halloween so we're always checking out all of the things that involve halloween from expo shows to haunts to home haunts we're actually going to be starting a uh, best of 2023 home hunt series. We're starting in the process of starting that right now. And we also work in conjunction with uh, Halfway to Halloween Expo, which is a growing expo out here in Michigan. Uh, and it's only getting bigger. It's, it's really fun. Uh, we'll be doing a big show this year in May. So and we'll be covering all of that. So um, and we are on TikTok under We Haunt You. So pretty much just about everywhere you can find us. Uh, so you just basically Google haunt at the Roxbury and, and something's going to come up. Um, is there a way to donate year round or do you have like special donation days at some of these events like your halfway to Halloween event you're involved with or a way that people can donate to Hope Clinic to uh, yep. support a worthy cause? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can actually go right onto Hope Clinic's website. Uh, they're a fantastic organization. Uh, they do so much for uh, this, the community here. Um, and, but you can go right on hope.org, um, or you can look up hope clinic online and, uh, you'll get a plethora of information of how you can donate to them. Um, they're fantastic. And, uh, it's good to know, cause you can actually see where that money's going. Not only do you hear about it, but you actually see it. And we've talked to families that have been impacted by it. So it's really, it's really neat. Yes. Um, haunters are generous people, if nothing else. We're not just all scary, spooky, and trying to kill you with chainsaws. So 
we we appreciate haunts like yourself that do such good work for the community so and we could not do this of course without our wonderful co-hosts with their information and their advice and all that including storm uh, once again, I have to live vicariously through the listeners attending Trans World. So make sure you have the, uh, you know, the conversations on the social media, post some pictures and videos. Love seeing that the weekend of Trans World and then seeing everything that we've talked about and the, the people we've talked with uh, out there in the element. Uh, so looking forward to that part, which, you know, is about the best I can do this year. <laughs> also want to thank Meat Hook Jim. One more piece of advice for our vendors. Um, if you feel like your voice is going and it will go, um, pineapple juice or frozen pineapple popsicles will help your throat so much. I promise mm. you that. I got that from Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. Uh, Jim is sponsored by Dole. <laughs> <laughs> also want to thank and look forward to seeing John of the Old Crone at the show well my bit last bit of advice is start taking your vitamin c and your multivitamins now because you know you don't want to come back with you know trans world crud yeah postcon crud no fun any show but you will <laughs> probably my name is drew badger and i just want to say that there might be a rumor floating around that on saturday night on the mezzanine at the Ren Bar, a certain president or high-ranking official of the HAA might be hosting another party. I, this might be top secret information, Drew. Might be. That's why I'm not giving any names. But let's just say there might be some chai involved. It is some mountain high chai time. We we yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Hi, my name is Donnie, and I'm with Murder Beach Productions and Imagination's Halloween Superstore, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, everyone. Drew Badger here. We're live at HauntCon in Daytona Beach, Florida. We're hanging with all the cool vendors and everything. There's a whole lot of black T-shirts out here. You know how it is. You go to a haunt convention, you see just waves and waves of them, and a lot of them could be supplied by the Halloween Shirt Company. You know, you've seen them for a number of years at various conventions around the country they're out here at HauntCon right now clint looks like you're doing good business seeing a lot of people buying and seeing a lot of people looking and stuff you've got some uh, really just great designs out here what's going on this year uh just uh meeting a lot of new customers here at HauntCon and just gearing up for the rest of the uh convention season uh trans world fair expo uh east coast haunters midwest uh midsummer scream we'll be at all of those uh good this Lord. year so. <laughs> You're so, as busy as I am, it sounds yeah, like. So uh, if, if you're in those areas, come out and stop by and see us. The shirt business is a very good business, apparently. 
so far it's been good. And we don't have just just black T-shirts. We have a few, uh, you know, non-black shirts that yeah, are some, some of our best sellers, actually. <laughs> yeah, for those people who don't don't look good in black, which it's a slimming color for me, so I'm I'm always in it. Um, um, I don't know if I've ever asked you, but who comes up with the designs for a lot of this? A lot of this is, you know, classic black cats and Frankensteins and Draculas and, and things like that. But you've got a lot of, you know, really cool original designs, too. Are, are you designing this? Do you have an artist that works with you on this? How does, how, does a, how does something go from an idea to a shirt? We work with a lot of great artists. Um, a lot of times it's their idea, their concept. Um, a lot of times it's it's our concept, and we just kind of convey it to them and they put it uh put it to paper and illustrate it and uh we work from there but uh you know i'd say it's probably half and half some is is the artist's concepts some of some of the concepts are ours so uh and and the artists we work with are really great and uh we really appreciate it do you take custom orders if a haunted house was like hey i want to have my logo on here but i also want to have this guy on the shirt is that something you can work with do you have to work that out with the artist in advance or how does that work yes we have done that in the past with haunts uh we would be glad to 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 sit down with you and uh, work up a quote you know if you got a design or if you'd like to use one of our designs with uh, your haunt logo company logo we'd be glad to, to work something out sounds like it's you know a, a win-win for everybody you, you know you've got so many different things and every time i come out here i see something that i have to have and you know you're not just shirts you've got hats you've got you know, I don't see any patches this year, but uh, you, you've expanded, it looks like, into even metal signs this year. What's going on with that? Well, the metal signs are from our good buddy over at CU Scared, oh, Chad. Okay. So he, he's produced those for us. And uh, if you need a metal sign, go see Chad at CU Scared. <laughs> gotcha. That is the letters C and U and Scared. Right, right. So that's cool. So, you know, you guys help out everybody, and that that's great. But um, what's new? I mean, do you have anything that you can tease us with that you might be debuting at Transworld or Midsummer Scream or East Coast or anything like that? Or or what's going uh, what's going on down the line here? Sure. Uh, coming up at Transworld, we're going to have some new blanket designs. Actually, nice. six nice. six new blanket designs. Uh, we're going to have some new skirts, uh, a few new designs that uh, we haven't brought out yet, uh, new hats. So those are just some of the things that uh, we're going to have at Transworld, de- debuting those at Transworld. Well, it sounds like you might have to change the name from Halloween Shirt Company to the Halloween Ensemble Company because it looks like with skirts and hats and, and everything else, it's it's not just about shirts anymore. Right. We're trying to expand <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you, you know, you need something to match those shirts, whether it's joggers, skirts, shorts. So, so we're kind of looking into those kind of things to match the T-shirts. Very, very cool. I, I can't wait to see that because somebody like me just looks horrible in jogging shorts nobody needs to see that so we we won't talk about that but for people who want more information want to see the catalog and all the stuff that's available you know buy some stuff online or come to a show and do that where can they get more information or if i'm an artist and i have an idea and i want to pitch it to you what are the websites social medias where people can get more information uh you can catch the halloweenshirtcompany.com you can catch us on all the social media platforms facebook instagram twitter uh, TikTok. So just um, send out an email, Clint at HalloweenShirtCompany.com if you have any questions, and we'll be glad to help you. Clint, always a pleasure to see you, sir, at a place like this. I'm glad that, you know, it looks like you're making another sale over here. So it looks like, uh, you know, yet another successful show for the Halloween Shirt Company. So uh, check out all the new designs, and, you know, coast to coast, this guy travels a lot. So hopefully you'll be able to catch something. And be sure and pick up 
that black t-shirt or other. My name is Drew Badger here at Daytona Beach, Florida, HauntCon 2024. We're out. Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are going to see a view from death row. Many criminals condemned to death in the USA are never executed and spend the rest of their days in jail. Others leave death row for freedom or execution by quirks of justice. Napoleon Beasley, a juvenile offender on death row in Texas, sometimes gets letters from children asking what it's like in jail. I tell them to envisage themselves being locked in their room. No school is allowed, no cassettes or CDs, no computer, so definitely no email. And imagine your mom lets you out in the backyard to play for two hours every day, but afterwards it's back to the bedroom. Throw 400 plus guys in there with you and add fights, killings, stabbings, and while you're at it, you can add the fact that the system is all eager to stick some poison in your arm to kill you. That's prison. The torturous mind games that are played on death row are illustrated in numerous cases. Eric Clemens was given a death sentence in 1987 for a murder that took place in a Missouri prison. When all his appeals appeared to have been failed, Clemens called his mother to arrange his own funeral. However, New attorneys sought a fresh trial at which Clemens was acquitted in three hours. He was the 86th person released from death row in the U.S. since 1973. In 1999, Anthony Porter was within hours of execution in Illinois before trainee journalists at Northwestern University proved his innocence. Another man has since confessed to the crime. Daryl Meese was saved from execution thanks to a timely visit by Pope John Paul II to St. Louis, Missouri, where he branded the death penalty cruel and unnecessary. In December 1999, David Long was flown from a hospital in Galveston where he had been on a life support machine following a suicide attempt to jail so his death sentence could be carried out. When doubts lingered over the guilt of Roger Coleman in Virginia in 1992, 
he was offered a lie detector test. The test deems a steady heart rate and normal blood pressure to be a sign of truthfulness. Coleman was given the test on a day he was due to be executed. His heart rate and blood pressure were racing, thus he was judged to be lying. He was electrocuted that same day. While 50 women were on death row at the time of writing, only four have been executed since 1976. In February 2000, grandmother Betty Lou Beats died by lethal injection, having killed her brutal husband following a lifetime of abuse. Sister Helen Prejean works as a spiritual advisor to the condemned in Louisiana's Angola prison. After being confronted with the angry family of a murder victim, she began working with those bereaved by violent murder. She wrote about her experiences in a 1993 book, Dead Man Walking, which was released as a movie in 1995. A witness at several executions, Sister Helen explains her fundamental belief in the UN's Universal Declaration of Human Rights. It says that there are two basic rights that can't be negotiated, that governments don't give for good behavior and take away for bad behavior. That's the right not to be tortured and not to be killed. One New York Senator, James Donovan, made a tongue-in-cheek pro-death penalty comment when he asked, where would Christianity be if Jesus got 8 to 15 years with time off for good behavior? With far greater sensitivity, James Park, a former execution officer at San Quentin, provided an appropriate reply. As I read the New Testament, I don't see anywhere in there that killing people is a very high calling for Christians. I see an awful lot of redemption and forgiveness. Well, there is your view from Death Row. Um, we will catch you on the next episode. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We're live in Daytona Beach, Florida for HauntCon. And one of our very fine sponsors of the Round Table of Terror is HauntPay. They're down here. We talked to them at IAPA a couple of months ago and had some really kind of interesting discussions regarding AI. You know, you know Storm's opinions on AI, but let's talk to somebody that deals with it a lot. Alex Linebrink, always good to see you, sir. Thank you, Drew. Pleasure, as always. Uh, I'm sure the weather here is a little bit better than it is up in Detroit. Ah, uh, yeah. We had a cold snap earlier this, you know, a couple weeks ago that it was like in the zero, zero six <laughs> degrees, something like that, yeah. And it's like, what, 78 out there right now. It's, it's a little cloudy, but it's it's 78 in Florida and we're on the beach. How bad is it? it it's not bad at all, but it just makes me want to go outside instead of sticking in the <laughs> convention. But the convention is going great, too. There we go. <laughs> Glad to hear that it's going great for you. You know, I've, I've heard you had a lot of people coming up and talk to you, talking to you and stuff. While we were at uh, IAPA a few months ago, we talked a little bit about AI and you had teased some stuff going on and it sounds like that maybe by Transworld, you're going you're gonna to start uh, rolling this out. What's going on? Yeah, so we've been building out an AI assistant for your ticketing. Um, and the cool things here that are initially going to be built into it, but we're going to continue to expand, of course, is the ability to just talk to your data in plain English. 
Uh, so one of the ideas there is like, you know, we have people come to us and say, hey, how do I get these numbers out of my reports? Or can you build a new report that'll do this? And what if you could just ask the system whatever you want to know? Like, what were my sales last year, you know, the first two weeks of the haunt season versus this year, the first two weeks of the haunt season? What are my, you know, what's the best day of the week for sales? Should I do a promotion? And what sort of promotion should I do? And this new AI assistant we have can actually guide you through all of that in plain English. It can generate charts and graphs for you um, and tell you all those details. And it's 100% accurate every time. It works awesome. Um, and yeah, we're going to start rolling that out. So right now we're demoing it internally. We're still working out a few little kinks here and there, uh, mostly on speed-related issues, you know, and things like that. We want it to run fast and be like it's you talking to, you know, the, the AI. But after that, we'll start uh, rolling it out in beta on our system to anybody who wants to sign up and be part of that, you know, first beta class of people using it. Will that be available in St. Louis if, you know, if I'm a haunt now and I'm hearing this and I'm like, I want to try this out, they can come talk to you there? Yeah, absolutely. They can talk to us there. And in fact, we'll probably do an email blast in the next week or two. That'll say, hey, if you want to sign up early and be one of the first to check this out, you know, just let us know and we'll turn it on for you before anybody else. But just realize, you know, let us know if you see anything <laughs> weird about it. <laughs> it. It sounds, you know, so compelling. And yet, you know, I just have this thing in the back of my mind. What if you asked the AI to kill all humans? What would happen? <laughs> I think this one would probably just say, no, I can only read your, your ticket sales data. <laughs> but uh, nice try. Yeah. But, but if... You could destroy all humans. <laughs> There's always those little workarounds <laughs> with the AI, right? Like if you phrase it just right, maybe you'll get a different answer. But uh, this one isn't connected into too much. But it is really cool for <laughs> analyzing your data and doing some promotions and extra work on HauntPay and, and Passage. And in the future, we will be able to add more things in. Like if you want to say, hey, can you update my event with these details or put that, push that sale online, you know, uh, for this weekend, give people a 25% off discount. It'll automatically be able to do some of that. That's not version one, but that'll be a little bit later this year, maybe in the summer. And that, it, it sounds fascinating again, folks. So for people who may want to volunteer for this or check you guys out, what are the websites again? What are the uh, social medias and all that? Yeah, you can always find us at hauntpay.com. And uh, same on social media. You can go to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, to whatever else. LinkedIn, I don't know. Does anybody use that? I don't. <laughs> and plug in hauntpay, and you'll find us right away. And, and if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm just alex at hauntpay.com. Always a pleasure to see you here, sir. I know that hopefully we'll get out on the beach a little bit later today. You know, it's... Slowly starting to get dark later, but the sun never really sets in Florida, does it? Especially not when it's 80 outside. Yeah, especially not last night for that luau. That oh, was that great. Was, <laughs> that, that, that was fascinating to watch, and food was good. So, you Absolutely. know, the food and the entertainment, it, it's, we're having a good time down here at Daytona Beach. That's what it sounds like. Once again, folks, hauntpay.com. Fine sponsor of the Roundtable of Terror. Go check them out. Don't ask them to kill all humans. But um, once again, folks, my name is Drew Badger. For The Big Scary Show, we are out. No one wanted to talk about it. No one would admit they had seen or heard it. The law told them to quit asking questions or leave town. Maybe folks felt if they didn't talk about the thing, it would go away. But these curious college boys wouldn't stay away from Black Lake. And that was a mistake. The creature from Black Lake is coming to a theater near you. A Jim McCullough production. Transylvania, sir.
the Zombie Surfers, Transylvania Surf, Wolfman Max Chiller Driving Theme on the Big Scary Show. This is Wendy from Wicked FX, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. (laughs) It's time for Ask the Old Crone. (laughs) If you're like me and most creative people, you may be a little ADD and easily lose focus when you see something new and shiny, or in our case, something gross and slimy. I have a new opportunity, and knowing myself, I could easily jump in with both feet, but in doing so, I would be neglecting some other projects that really need to be done first, so that I can give the new project my undivided attention. Now, it's great to get inspired and let creativity just flow when you see so many new and awesome things at Transworld and font conventions. 
but don't let it cause you to lose focus on what you already have going on. What I like to do is on that six hour drive from Transworld is do a debriefing with my team. Talk about everything we saw that was so cool, things that we bought, and typically dot down ideas and new room concepts. You know, the fun part of being a haunt owner. But then once I'm home and back in the real world, and because I know me, I have to prioritize my haunt stuff and my real life stuff. Not always as fun, because we always want to get to that new exciting thing. So don't lose focus. Have fun at Transworld. Have fun at all the conventions, but don't forget to prioritize so things don't get lost or forgotten. Now, if you happen to be in Transworld, I really hope that you'll come by the booth and say hi. And if you have any suggestions for segments, please let me know. Until then, don't forget to stir the cauldron. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We're live in Daytona Beach, Florida at HauntCon 2024 hanging around all the cool vendors, all the cool booths. I look over here and I see a bunch of great signs. Yeah, there's a lot of sign companies out there, but do you have a specific sign for parking, for reading the rules of the house? There's directional signs. Do you have things where you, you need to tell these people, but you just can't tell these people 10,000 times a night, so you use a big sign? This is Spooktique Screamscapes. Custom vinyl signs, custom real estate looking signs, all sorts of cool stuff. I've got Jody here. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we're having a good time. How's the show been so far? So far, we've been good. A lot of a lot of big interest and a lot of good shows so far. So far. I'm not familiar with the company, but I think it's a it's a great little niche that I've never really seen. You've got a lot of digital sign stuff out here. You've got all these you know giant banner stuff. I assume everything's customizable to whatever, but but. How did you start doing this? This is just this is like a really cool idea. We also run a haunted house, and we um, at that point got tired of having to keep repeating where where to park, where to go, how to do whatever, what our prices were. So we're like, hey, why don't we try to do something digital? That way, people have an actual visual of what they're doing. So we incorporated the yard signs, we incorporated the banners, we incorporated. We went into digital on the um, on the monitors. We can do horizontal and vertical. Um, um, layouts. Um, we can customize it to any part of your needs and what have you. And it's a great idea. And a lot of people like the idea to actually go visual. That way they don't have to keep on a repeat, repeating themselves, repeating themselves, repeating. People could actually see what the product is if they're interested. So. You mean people don't like to see just a giant piece of plywood at the entrance to a parking lot with a big arrow saying park here? Absolutely not. <laughs> because even with that, you get a million and one questions. Where do I park? Of so, course they do. Over here, <laughs> we're going to show you with arrows that you can actually go in and park with our yard signs. And, and the digital stuff is is, is great. You yes. know, I could see you putting that in a ticket booth. I can see you putting that in a merch booth. Yes. And it just seems to have like a thousand and one uses. Yes, absolutely. Um, once again, we're 100% um customizable to your attraction um, you can do your menu your ticket prices it goes right into your concessions that way every every price is right there um, we also do um, atmosphere FX windows um, customizable again um, that you can have in your haunt like big scaries or you know what have you so I mean we just 
it was a, a calling that people were asking for and we were capable of doing it. My business partner, Chris Hartley, is the mastermind behind it. And he was like, here. And we were like, yeah, let's run with it. See what we could do. I, I have to say the one thing that really got me was this triangle of fear. You've got Exit 13, Village of the Living Dead, and Factory of the Dead. And like a big triangle with times, how far away it is getting a scare pass that is a brilliant idea for haunts that work with partnership to each other you want to go out and see two or three haunts well how far is it from to the next haunt well you've got a sign for that that that's really a cool idea and um when we cross promote like that that's posted at each one of your guys's haunts so they know that hey if i'm going to um factory of the dead i got 30 minutes to make it to living dead and whatever so yes that helps with um your um, collaboration with your haunts in your areas as well i think it's a brilliant idea how's the uh, reaction been so far i assume fantastic. people are like wow this is cool yeah fantastic i got a lot of pre-orders we're pretty great um our turnaround is fa phenomenal like i mean we we got couple day turnarounds nice so I guess the guy that sells plywood and spray cans is probably not happy with you right at now. All. But. <laughs> at all. He's like, darn you, Jody Porter. <laughs> so for people wanting to get more information about this, maybe you've got a, a group of haunts that you work with together and you want to create a custom sign to show how far it is to this. Or you just want to have the rules of the house posted in a convenient format where they can see it in line so you don't have to take an actor and blowing out their voice every night, reading the same rules night after night after night, 20, 100,000 times a day. How can people get more information with websites and social medias? Spookteek.com. And that is spelled S-P-O-O-K-T-E-E-K? -E -E Correct. And then... Dot com. Dot com. Very nice, Joe. Dot jo com. <laughs> Jody, a pleasure to speak to you here. Wish you nothing but success. Once again, folks, check these out. They're really, really cool, 100% customizable, and everybody needs a sign to tell them where to go, what to do, all these cool things, and these people definitely fill a niche. Once again, folks, Drew Badger here live out here at Daytona Beach, Florida. The sun is kind of shining through the clouds, but the action is hot and heavy here at HauntCon, and we're out. Hi, I'm Josh. And this is Tabitha, and we're from CFX Masks, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Would you sign your own death certificate? You must before you witness the electrifying night of the living dead and blood and black lace. You must free the theater from responsibility should your heart stop. Paralyzed in fright from the 12 deadly hours of the night of the living dead. Where strange, incredulous molecular mutation incites cadavers to arise live from their coffins to devour all human flesh. And the House of Horror, the House of Blood and Black Lace, a chic French fashion salon where seven breathtaking models will find their hideous diabolical end. Night of the Living Dead, together with Blood and Black Lace, a terrifying evening with the undead. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year 
Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference FrightFind will make in your haunt listing. Crispy Bess, Ormondium, the monster creature feature theme on the Big Scary Show. Everybody, Drew Badger here. We are live at Daytona Beach, Florida at HauntCon. Saturday is starting to wind down just a bit. Unfortunately, I am only here on Saturday, but I have had a blast chatting with all the vendors, seeing all the cool stuff. It is nice to have HauntCon back as a freestanding convention, which I don't think it has been since about 2017. But we're not here to talk about that. You know, usually when we do a show like this, we like to always talk to the organizers and kind of get their thoughts on it. And that's usually the last interview on Sunday. But since we're not here on Sunday, we're going to talk to the organizer, Doug Sheldon of HauntCon. Doug, again, it's been like 2017 Nashville since this was a freestanding show before it got bought out by the Party Expo and disappeared for COVID. It's been gone for a long time. But now HauntCon's back and it looks by all intents and purposes, people are happy that it's back. Yeah, we've um, we've had both vendors, instructors, and I guess also attendees come up to us and tell us they really like what we're doing with it. They like the idea that it's in Florida, like where it originated. Um, Technically originated in Charlotte 20 oh, years are, ago right. this year, 2004. <laughs> it was in Orlando in 2010. Yes. But but I digress. <laughs> no, thank you for that correction. Um, Leonard was from Florida. Leonard's. Leonard's always thought of you know HauntCon in Florida as that's you know been his home, sure. and uh, same thing with Florida. I mean, the people from Florida love the fact that HauntCon was in Florida so many times, and that um, it was a show that they called their own. I know it was a traveling show. But it was uh, definitely a show that the people from Florida love to go to, and that's what we're bringing back. Um, you mentioned that it's a freestanding show. We wanted to do that last year when we first initially met up with them, and we said, you know what, 
in 2024, we need to bring HauntCon to stand on its own and start being a great show again. So that's that's what we looked at doing, and, you know, we're in the middle of doing it right now. And, and again, you know, most of the vendors are having a really good show. A lot of people are buying on Friday. There's a lot of people here on Saturday looking at stuff, buying. I saw a lot of people walking out of here with some really cool stuff from props to T-shirts to, you know, makeup to everything that you would expect at a show like this and i think overall for not being back for so many years and just kind of being there with the other show that it was owned by and everything and i i think you you could pretty much call this a successful show thank you you know i'm i'm not going to be able to tell until i'm an analytical person so once i see the final numbers but as far as the the smiles on the faces the rapport from the vendors and the instructors Yes, I agree. It is a successful show. Um, the one thing that I like to do is I like to make sure that at the end of the show we look at everything, we improve on the things that we need to improve on, and we build on the things that were great. And so as long as we do that and we keep growing for next year, I mean, we are coming back to Florida again. Uh, we are moving. Oh, um, yes, okay. we are not going to be in Daytona next year. We're, we've already leased out the Wyndham, uh, Orlando Wyndham on I Street. Okay. So... so so HauntCon will be a traveling show again, but it's just going to be in Florida next year. That's the plan, oh. exactly. Will HauntCon continue to travel year after year? Will it leave Florida? Will it go around the country? You know, in January, it kind of has to stay in the southern states like it did before. February, it's still pretty cold. Is it going to basically stay in the south for at least the foreseeable future? So Chris and I have been talking about that, and we both agree that it's important for HauntCon to be in the first of the year, either January or February. So with that being said, it makes sense for HauntCon to stay in Florida. Um, and for the near future, that's where we're looking to okay. keep it. Whether we keep it in the same city or not is to be determined. Sure. But definitely uh, Florida next year, it's going to be January 17th, 18th, and 19th. Even earlier. Okay. Yes. Yep. We're moving it back just a little bit. Uh, we need a little more room in between this show and um, our other show, which is Fear Expo. Um, now that HauntCon's part of the family, we do have two new shows that will be added next year in 2025. So um, we'll be running four shows next year. So we want to make we'll sure. talk that, about those at a, at a later at a time. Later date. <laughs> so I'm guessing that Buffalo and Detroit are probably not on the list of potential HauntCon locations anytime Anytime in the near future. Now, I would absolutely <laughs> love to have a Detroit show. Uh, don't <laughs> don't get me started because, I mean, for once, I don't have to drive her far, very far. But, um, yeah, unless we want to bring a snowplow or anything, I don't think, you know, a January Detroit show is going to be the best idea. No, of course not. <laughs> but as far as, as this show, you know, there was some technical glitches with a couple of the things. The film festival, you know, I know one of the movies had, had an issue with that, but that's that's been resolved and they're going to – show all the movies again tonight which is kind of cool to see for people who weren't here at you know as early as nine o'clock in the morning which is uh, you know yeah that that's probably something that needs to be resolved saturday and sunday morning don't ever put classes there because nobody everyone's kind of sleeping you well, know you know well you gotta <laughs> you gotta put them somewhere so but. here's i gotta tell you why because i was not we originally had the first class starting at 10 o'clock but at fear expo which was the show that we kind of based everything on we had people showing up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. looking for classes, and 
Leonard comes up to me and says, Doug, why don't you have eight o'clock classes? And I said, well, because it's too early. You know, <laughs> everyone's it's out. My yeah. And uh, Leonard goes, no, no, you need to have eight o'clock classes. And sure enough, we did eight o'clock classes at Fair Expo and it went over extremely well. Some of those classes were the fullest ones. Um, to give you an example, though, today, one of Leonard's classes was very early and he had 41 people in there. So um, that being said, I think I think what you need to do is you need to think about who the classes are that you have at that time. Is it going to draw someone out of their bed to go to that class, or is it one that they said, "Oh, I can sleep through this one"? So you know that makes that makes a lot of sense too. And you know, a lot of those classes, those are people who are coming for that class. It's not just the casual. Oh, maybe I'll go pop into a class and see what that's all about. I agree 100%. So, um, once again, it's a learning curve. You know, Fear Brand, we've basically done two shows. This is our third. As we continue to grab data, as we continue to make sure we look at the numbers and we look at what people are telling us, we're going to improve on that, and we're going to adapt to that show to make it a show that the instructors feel great about the number of people who are in the classes. The people who are taking the classes feel great about the classes that we offer and when they're being offered. So we're learning. I mean, for instance, Joy Duchelle's class. I mean, luckily, we did not plan a class across from him at the same time. He decided to go over. Instead of the one-hour class, he wanted to teach a two-hour class. <laughs> so we were able to move that class to a different room so that way he could continue on. And, and it's having that ability to be able to do that is what's going to make us you know, a premier show. Now, Fear Expo, you bill as a trade show. HauntCon is, by its name, a convention. Is there a difference in the way that you try to approach putting these things together? Well, the only thing uh, that when you hear the word HauntCon, you're hearing con and you're thinking convention. But do you know what the actual word HauntCon means? It's the National Haunt Trade Show and Convention. Exactly. So it is a trade show by name. Now, our goal, because we also now own the Indie Horror Show, um, which is the combined this year with HauntCon. So the Indie Horror Show is actually a separate entity that can move to different shows. We are looking to bring the Indie Trade Show portion with the Haunters Trade Show portion make this into almost a oh a hybrid type show so we are going to allow enthusiasts to come in but we're hoping it's enthusiasts who want to get to be part of the industry we want industry people industry people from the immersive community from the indie horror community and the haunt community to to basically network learn and grow together we're not looking for um for people to come in and sign autographs we want those people instead of to sign autographs you know johnny bronto for incidents you know if we brought him in and he wanted to sign autographs first in line yeah well we would prefer he teach other people how to be as great as johnny bronto is so you know that's kind of what we're looking to do okay that 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 would that makes perfect sense to me um you know i I did notice a lot of your comments on social media when you posted haunt con stuff a lot of people were saying are there going to be celebrities? Who's going to be there? Can I buy autographs? Can I come in costume? You know, stuff that you would hear at a regular convention. But uh, any possibility of doing that at some point in the future? Maybe bringing in one or two people just kind of as a let's bring in some enthusiasts again. And once they see what's out there, they decide I'm going to up my home haunt or I'm going to really, you know, kick it into high gear this year and maybe go pro. 
So what what I feel, I don't want to do that personally for the show. I don't want the show to invite them. If we invite them, we want them to teach how to be the same type of person. But I am 100% any of the vendors who want to invite celebrities to their booth and want to present them that way and use them to promote their brand. Because at the end of the day, that's what this show is about. It's about the vendors. It's about the instructors. And it's about the attendees. It has nothing to do with how well us as Hong Kong yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. So. so Very cool. So plans next year in January in Orlando. So sounds like that's going to be a, a great show, you know, January, you know, cold and snowy everywhere except Florida. So I'm sure a lot of people will be looking to, you know, leave that and come down here. And um, do you have long-term plans like two, three, five years out from now? You're going to basically stay in this area. Do you already have cities in mind or are you going to lock it up in Orlando for a few years and see what happens? No, the plan is, is definitely to do Orlando next year. And then we'll let you know where we're going after okay. that. Fair enough. Fair enough. So for people who missed it this year, you know, we've had a great time so far. And there's still one more day of it. Unfortunately, I I will not be here. I've got a long drive back to Charlotte. But, you know, couldn't have picked a better weekend with weather-wise and everything. It's going to be a fantastic show. Next year, it sounds like, for people who might want to get early jumps on it, maybe you have a class that you've been yearning to try and teach or you know, you're a, you're a small vendor and you've never really tried to go to a, a trade show or a convention and maybe this would be a good start and you're in the greater Florida or southeast area. How can people get more information, websites and social medias, and just kind of get on that mailing list so they can just keep up with updates over the course of the year and, and maybe even count down to Owensboro in a couple of months? So definitely visit HauntCon.com or the IndieHorrorShow.com. Most of the information is going to stay with 2023 right now, probably for the next couple of months as we we refocus to to um, Fear Expo, which is coming up in April 11th through the 14th. Once we are done with the April show, then you'll see our focus switch over to Hong Kong again and Fear Expo and starting to look forward to 2025. Sounds like a plan. Doug, again, I give you a congratulations. It looks like from all intents and purposes, this is going to be a Welcome back, HauntCon, to the con trade show scene because it looks like, you know, the people that I've seen, the people that I've talked to, everyone seems to be having a good time, and and there just seems to be that kind of, uh, I'm glad it's back. It's like that old blanket, you know. It's comforting to know that a show that's been around for 20 years Mm -hmm. is back after taking a couple of years off. So, you know, it's a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll see you in Orlando next year. My name is Drew Badger for the big, scary show Enjoying my last few hours of the Florida partly cloudy, partly sunny skies down here. And it's 73 degrees right now, folks. So all of you up in Buffalo and, you know, the all up north, ha, ha, ha. Once again, folks, Drew Badger for the Big Scary Show. And we are out. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny Bronto with Hansi. And you are listening to the Big Scary Show. Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karam.com. V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, 
we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios, Creepy Collection, Dark Imaginings, Fright Finder, Haunt Pay, Von Caron Productions, and VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at wrestlehorror.com. And Storm, Rants and more, hauntminute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.